On July 30th, 2001, The Strokes released their hit debut album, Is This It? That same day, Brandon Flowers and Dave Kuning, the founding members of Las Vegas-based rock band The Killers, purchased that album, listened to it front to back, and almost completely abandoned the songs they had been writing for the past year. That record just sounded so perfect. I got so depressed after that, we threw away everything, said Brandon Flowers. Only one song remained in the killer's repertoire, and it would go on to become their debut single and a massive sleeper hit. Initially released as a single in 2003, the single did not gain much traction until its re-release the following year, where it would eventually peak at number 10 on both the US and UK charts. The killer's single has become a mainstay on the UK singles chart top 100, where it has charted for 260 non-consecutive weeks, equivalent to five years. What has become a roaring success for the band has its origins in a devastating event for Flowers, who wrote the lyrics after discovering his girlfriend of the time cheating on him in a Vegas bar. I was asleep and I knew something was wrong, said Flowers. I have these instincts. I went to the Crown and Anchor, a bar in Vegas, and my girlfriend was there with another guy. Flowers paired his lyrics with a riff that guitarist Kuning had already put together before the two had even met. They recorded the song in the studio in just a couple of hours, and Flowers procrastinated on writing lyrics, which led to the song's only verse being sang twice in the final version of the song. The single verse and chorus has resonated with listeners for almost two decades, and the single has received several accolades, including being named Song of the Decade by Absolute Radio and Sirius XM. That's right, we're talking Mr. Brightside by The Killers on Cover Me. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. God, I gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss, had it in a black dance. It was only a kiss, it was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one is turning saints into the sea. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my caged co-host, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger, how you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing all right. Doing about the same as before, but all right nonetheless. Yeah, you're doing just fine? Yeah, just fine. <laughs> Alex, that was a home run on the intro. I'm reading off a screenshot of my computer screen. That was flawless. Yeah, you got it. Sometimes, sometimes uh, you need a little bit of adversity to make you forget that you're trying to do something and actually right. do it properly right on alex um good you're having a good day things are good in, in old calgary alberta more or less pretty normal it's a little unusual because it's it's not the same day of the week we normally record but honestly it's not that different yeah same time of day different day of the week yeah and i'll, I'll tell you truthfully it turns out we could have done sunday i got my schedule in and turns out i had sunday off as well but i didn't know that prior so here we are on Saturday. Um, joining us in the studio today, let's get her in so she's not just sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, recurring guest, favorite guest, longtime guest, <laughs> uh, musician, multidisciplinary artist, according to her uh, webpage, which is down. <laughs> oh, you're the second person to tell me about that in the last 24 hours. Oh, wow. Oh, we got Ruby Swan. Hi. How are you doing, Ruby? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you for coming on. It's been far too long. Yes. Um, Really thought, I mean, we were in the same city. Probably could have got you on much sooner. For sure. But, you know, 2020 was kind of a doozy. And yeah. I think, yeah, just trying to orchestrate that would have maybe been too stressful yeah, for me too I don't stressful know. too stressful for I me don't know. yeah I, that's man. I, I dropped off a lot like we had one guest maybe we had john on in 2020 do, do we have anyone else on in 2020 alex 
I don't remember. I, I don't remember anybody. Um, I guess, <laughs> well, we had Greta on in September, I think. Mm. True, for, uh, true. For, but that was, that was like late, you know, that was... We you had, know, we had we guests pre pandemic. We had Steven on. We had Steven on for Goldfinger. That's right. Also, like uh, August, September. Yeah. So, yeah, once we, we, we were all oh, kind yeah. of adapted to the pandemic, yeah, we, we, uh, things... we started going at it. But, yeah. 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 Well, y'all did your big, like, James Bond series and stuff mm-hmm. last year, right? So, yeah. To that's... tie in with the yeah. movie that is still not still out. Not oh, out. are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the one time we were, like, really on the ball, and I was like, yeah. oh, here's a theme. I'm like, everything lined up perfectly, except for this pandemic. Yeah, that's, yeah, the just, understatement. Just the cut year. us down. Yeah. <laughs> um, how you been doing since 2019? What's Ooh. new in music? Tell us about everything you're doing. You know what's funny is that I was thinking about this today, because I'm like, oh, I get to talk to you about what's going on with me. And uh, uh, everything has happened in my career since the last time I was on this show, because I think the last time I was on your show, I hadn't even released anything as Ruby Swan. Like everything I had done was under my old Glitter Ghost yes, I, uh, that's moniker. Right. Yeah, so I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing everything under my own name, Ruby Swan. Um, I released last year, I released, I think, two singles, two EPs, um, a collaborative single with uh, an artist in the States called Command Prompt. Um, I've released another single this year in January. And uh, yeah, so like lots, lots of music. So now if you look me up, listeners, dear listeners, there's actually stuff. Yeah. Uh, no website. But no <laughs> website. The website is down. What other places can they find you besides <laughs> rubyswan.ca? Um, Instagram, TikTok. I'm really, yeah, really starting to love TikTok right now. Just trying to explore that as okay. a and What are you a putting platform. on TikTok? I'm making like, like lyric videos and miniature or like i guess i'm calling it micro music videos i think it is not how you're supposed to use the platform um but i'm just looking at as a looking at it as a video editing software primarily and playing with that um rather than trying to fit into like the tiktok algorithm or whatever so well i think tiktok's happy as long as you're using it yeah they, they just mine you for information they're, right they're good on their end great i'm so glad <laughs> are, you, are you getting yeah. a lot of sheeshes from the uh from the gen z a lot of sheeshes Sheesh. Sheesh. oh no i get a lot of please oh which is not good no sometimes no. sheesh isn't good too it depends okay. on the context yeah no my first video i got a lot of please and i was like i don't know what this means and i showed it to my gen z roommate and she was like oh my god people are so mean and i was like i don't <laughs> Okay, I don't understand, but all right, uh, I guess people are mean. Right. Yeah. Oof, that's. Oh, but you knew. I did know that. You I, know that that's not a good comment to get. I, yeah, because you told me the story before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. For the benefit of the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd get it out of you. And plus, I just learned awesome. about Sheesh this week, which, Sheesh. of course, listeners, if we have any young listeners, I don't think we really do, but they'll be like, this dude is old. They'll be like, oh my God. They'll say Sheesh, but in the bad way. Sheesh. <laughs> I don't know how you differentiate. Like grandpa millennial over here. Yeah, yeah. that's me. Okay, yeah. so you're posting micro machines, micro music micro- videos. <laughs> yeah, man. On TikTok, yeah. um, yeah. you have you did release a couple of music videos in the last year as well. Yeah, right? I made I did a whole bunch of like homemade music videos, uh, homemade lyric videos. Yeah, yes, YouTube. You're right. YouTube. I'm also on YouTube. I just haven't put anything up there in a few months because right. I haven't done i haven't released any new music since the end of january that's right and then you're also on instagram yes 
Um, you are also with a with a band called the Twilight Reverie. Is I that correct? I am. Yes. What's uh, going on with that gang of hoodlums? Dudes, I do not know what's going on with that. Like gang. most local bands or independent yeah. bands. <laughs> yeah. So I'm here in Vancouver. Everybody else in the band is in Calgary, and we have kind of like rotating members. Um, and it was kind of cool because the pandemic gave us this opportunity to start doing these long distance um, cover songs mostly, um, which obviously everyone and their dog has been doing. Uh, but it's, you know, a fun way to stay connected when we don't live in the same city. Um, but it's kind of dropped off the face of the earth. I think we were doing a we were supposed to be doing a No Doubt cover and uh, we got in the drum videos from a, a different drummer than we normally work with and they were not quite right and uh no one has had the heart to tell her yet i hope she doesn't listen to this that would be a terrible way to find out oh my god (laughs) yeah so yeah um i think we have like one song up on our youtube page and that's that's kind of where it's dropped off right Take us through the process of making the long distance jam. I've been toying around with the idea of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not playing my instrument enough to be proficient enough at it. Right. And also, the world is continually collapsing around me, so there's always other shit to be doing. Yes. What? I- how do you do a long distance jam? Is there a program you're using? Is it just all asymmetrical and people are sending videos back and forth? What is? How does it work? Yes. Yeah, so what we do is uh, usually we have the drummer record their part first, so they can um, like listen along to the original song or whatever, or use a metronome to keep right. time. They will send the video to Kristen. Kristen is our guitarist, and she kind of. Uh, orchestrates the whole thing so Kristen will then record guitar sometimes there are like multiple parts that she will record Um, she puts all of the videos she collects all the videos and she puts them into Adobe uh, I think it's Premiere Pro Premiere Pro yep Um, to put the do the split screen video thing I usually get it either if they're there when there's drums and guitar or drums, guitar and bass maybe the whole thing is there she'll send them over to me then I do the singing it's kind of the last thing that gets recorded um usually i will take the audio and try to do a little bit of mixing and make everybody's stuff sound as good as possible um which is uh not easy when nobody's really recording in a professional uh sound studio or with everybody's kind of using their like laptop so it's not the greatest audio quality to be working with so i do the best i can but um yeah and then i just send that track back to Kristen, and she uh, matches up the video with it and then we release it so right it's uh, time consuming it is a little yeah. strange yes which is probably why like the fact that that no doubt cover has dropped off i'm like not really concerned about it because it's i have i have other musical projects so for me that's not my primary outlet mm-hmm. um, for Kristen, i think that is her primary outlet so if she's concerned about it i like let her uh deal with it and pick it back up but for me i'm like it's okay i have other projects going on right now so i don't need to i'm not putting my energy there because yeah it is time consuming and a lot of orchestrating and moving parts right final question before we get into the episode itself what is upcoming for you you've talked about what you've got out there what's coming up what i got what's coming up um, I'm most excited about, uh, I have an EP that I'm working on with, uh, Command Prompt. Um, I did mention him before we put out a single in December called Fly Away and we made a, uh, music video together as well. So he lives in Minneapolis. Um, so we're, we're doing that all long distance as well, which is really, really cool. 
Um, but yeah, we have a four song hyper pop EP. So it's like really like high pitched vocals, like really fast paced stuff. And it's very, very cool. Lots of little like video game sound effects in it and stuff. Um, not sure what the release date is on that yet. Probably somewhere in the next couple of months. Right. Yeah, we're just... to do just a slow release of singles and stuff up to that, or I'm not sure. We haven't talked like release strategy yet, so we're just in the stages of we're mixing right now. So everything's pretty much done. Just doing final mixes before we can master it, and then figuring out what we want to do for release. But that's the the thing I'm working on right now that I'm most excited about. Um, I have another single that I'm working on right now trying to finish up my mixing this weekend we'll see about that um so yeah everything's a little bit up in the air but there there is stuff coming down the, coming down the, the line mountain. excellent yeah excellent thanks for asking. yeah thank you um yeah so check her out ruby swan if you google it she'll probably come up but you yeah know, on all your regular social media channels yeah. give it a listen give her a like share with your friends we're talking about the killers today a band that uh, uh, Ruby, you're wearing a killer shirt right now that you said is as old as this album. So 2004, yes. I believe, was Hot yes. Fuss. Yep. Um, yeah, tell us about your relationship with the killers, how that started. <laughs> I, I love that question. <laughs> tell us about your relationship with the killers. Well, me and Brandon Flowers. Um, yes, yeah, so I was in high school, I think, when this album came out. Uh, I loved Hot Fuss. I actually was a huge killers fan, um, probably like in that early 2000s era. Up until they released Day and Age. Right, um, that was 2010? I think it was 2009, maybe 2008. And yeah. it didn't really vibe with me as much as their earlier material. Um, but those first couple of albums, I was like, yeah, this is the best. Like, really loved it. Um, I saw them in concert at Mac Hall uh, when they had just done, just had Hot Fuss out. They played with Hot Hot Heat. And that is where this shirt is from. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've owned it since high school. And then I saw them again at the Corral after they had released Sam's Town. Right. At the Stampede Corral, sorry. Not everybody listening is going to be from, from Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, I know all these Although Calgary a lot venues. of you are. <laughs> I know, I'm just like name dropping Calgary venues really hard as if they're like world renowned. But yeah, I saw them at the Corral and um, I remember they played more than one... Um, encore and i had never seen a band do that before in my mind they played four i'm sure that is not true i'm sure it was more like two maybe three but like i was just blown away that a band <laughs> would keep coming out when we just kept clapping they just kept coming out they just kept coming out i was like oh my god this is amazing um and considering they only had two albums at the time like theoretically you don't yeah, have you a don't lot have of content yeah, yeah to continue playing but they did and there was all this confetti for that song uh bling confessions of a king or whatever they put all this gold okay. confetti it was like the most magical thing so yeah i had a pretty intense i think love affair with the killers um in their heyday they're not really on my radar as a band anymore i know they released uh, yeah, they an album last year I think. Something, I think um i haven't listened to it i don't think yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I like, I sometimes hear stuff about Brandon Flowers. It'll be like, I don't know, like he wore a dress or something once, probably. That's a big move for artists. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, Brandon Flowers, <laughs> a little weird, isn't he? You're like, ooh, a straight man wearing a dress. Wearing a dress? Can you uh, believe it? My goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, I probably, like, The Killers, obviously, I heard this song on the radio as well as, oh, what is their other big hit? Somebody uh, told, told me. me. Yes. Yeah. 
And then I was, and because of course, growing up as a kid who be who was becoming a classic rock snob, I was like, "Is rock and roll dead? Is this rock and roll? Oh Am God. I allowed to like this?" It was a very confusing time for me. Um. Then when I got an iPod at the age of fourteen, you lent me Sam's Town, and right. I I put like half of it on my iPod, and I was like, "I still don't know if I'm allowed to like this music, but like some of it's pretty wow. good." And yeah, so they've just kind of been like a relic of my early introduction to music in general. Alex, tell us about your your special relationship with Brandon Flowers. Personally. My special relationship with uh, with the Flowers man himself. Um, yeah. So we mm-hmm. met in Las Vegas uh, gambling, <laughs> and we just you know we 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 lit up the strip so to speak. Now was this pre or post nine eleven? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, definitely pre nine eleven. Nine eleven was oh, yeah, I yeah. had to take. A, a pretty big break after 9-11 still technically happening um right but yeah. so you're still on a break from gambling or the killer kind of both um but actually in reality i don't have much relationship with with the killers beyond uh when you were young in rock band that was a big oh, yeah. one. Oh yeah we used to like to sing that uh sing yeah. along yeah. change the lyrics around pretending we were funny um that i have memories of but other than that i don't really have like i I remember them being around and some of the songs but uh, i didn't have much exposure to it you know people would always say all right i i remember the 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 lyric like somebody told me that you all that you know Yeah. yeah i don't know why that lyric came up but it did and uh, that was yeah that was it for me although like I I put Sam's Town on uh, at our place earlier in the week and I was surprised because Nicole one of my roommates and friend of the podcast uh, was very familiar with a lot of the songs on it so yeah you know yeah people people listen to it she's seen sam's town it was very popular with white girls at that time that checks out yeah Yeah. (laughs) because brandon flowers is so dreamy a real dream boat yeah um yeah interesting that you mentioned that that line somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend yeah Um, that i had in february of last year uh, yeah just that idea of sort of androgyny yeah and the fact that uh, part of this song also resembles uh, a david bowie song uh so uh, and somebody told me that that's kind of similar to rebel rebel not sure if you're a boy or a girl yeah, yeah. and then in this one uh just down to like the, almost the rhythm of it and this this explanation of events happening oh, uh, yeah. calling a cab is in both of them in the song queen bitch by david bowie which itself is written in the style of a velvet underground song um, so, I mean, I don't really have a point with all of this, just very interesting that you brought that up, that there is this, <laughs> this sort of connection. Um, yeah, that you mentioned it, Alex, Rock Band is probably my biggest touch point with, uh, with this, ah, I got a, I got a noise coming out here. Alex, I'm, I'm struggling to transition to the next seg- segment, which is the lyrics, which we're oh, going you, to discuss. Oh, hey, should we talk about the lyrics? Yeah, let's talk oh, about these go. lyrics. Oh, Alex, beautiful. Yeah. Should we talk about the lyrics? Take, take the oh, reins. that's what you're doing is looking up the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, okay. on here. Um, it's funny that you said that uh, in the intro that they he was being lazy and didn't write a second verse. Yeah. So he was procrastinating and didn't write a second verse. I didn't even real like I didn't it didn't occur to me. Yeah. 
this song is so like cursory in my brain that I, I like feel like I understand it and then looking at it this week I'm like oh man like, <laughs> like wait what I missed a lot because I wasn't really like, paying attention up. I like have two steals from the music video in my brain and like half the lyrics yes but yeah because I honestly didn't even notice that it was the same verse twice really until this this week yeah I, I, I read that too they're like well it, it didn't really need a second verse I'm like wait a minute it doesn't have a second verse you're like, no, no, no. He says, coming out of my cage again. You're like, oh, shit. And you're like, he says, coming oh, out of my cage again. <laughs> right. And then the rest of it is also all the same. Yeah. So, let's talk about this. Coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down, because I want it all. Let's let's just talk about those two lines. Oh, man. This cage, literal? Is he coming out of prison? Out of an actual cage? Um... Yes. Uh, no. Um, maybe. Potentially. Poten- my Okay, here's my question. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Is this written, like, is this perspective here post the breakup with this person that is, is cheating on him? Or is this, that line happening in, you know, like, is this all happening in present time? That she's cheating on him in present time, or is this a reflection? It's I. I mean, if we're getting right down to it, we're gonna have to take a look at this yeah, song. Brass tacks. Broad strokes here. Okay. Like on the whole, I don't think the cheating in this song has is, happened. Okay. It's all in his head. Is one of the key lines. Yes. And uh, Alex, did you want to maybe jump on that? Give your take. Well, only because like we know the story. He kind of saw this this woman cheating on him. So I. Yeah. I my thought was that he had seen this, but not necessarily acted on it yet. So he was kind of, in coming out of his cage, sort of working up the courage to actually address this. But he's kind of reliving mm. the moment in his head. He's seeing it over and over again. Mm. I like that interpretation. Yeah, that's good. I also thought maybe it was because he's in a relationship now that he's sort of coming out of, you know, like his emotional cage He's actually getting to a place where he's okay. He's got a partner who he's theoretically happy with. Right. He's like, I'm in a good state right now. I used to be pretty bad off. But then he's telling us about sort of these intrusive thoughts he has. And he's still like, having every, trust every, issues. Every time. Yeah, he's having trust issues. Every time he's right. dozing off, he's like, oh, my girlfriend's going to fuck off and jump in a cab and go There's hang another out guy. with Ju- Julia Roberts' brother. Right. <laughs> is that who it is in the video? Yes. <laughs> wow. And yeah, so I, I that's kind of what I've come to the conclusion of. But yeah, it could be him working up the courage as well. I like that take. Gotta gotta be down because I want it all. This is a throwaway line. Yeah, you think it's like a <laughs> like in freestyle rap, they just kind of fill space. Yes, this is like a yeah, like he was just like working through the the vibe, the what he was, you know. Yeah, that that line is be. all energy, like, no substance. It feels like. It's the only line also, or yeah, it's the only line on the um, Genius page that doesn't have like a note attached to right. it. I'm not looking at the notes because I really want to actually just interpret with YouTube, mm-hmm. but I'm just noticing that. It's the only one where there's nobody has said anything yeah. about it. Yeah, I think if we stretch, if we really stretch, yeah. because I think obviously the- It's a queen the reference. Mr. Uh, what? No, no probably what? not. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I was thinking because he's Mr. Brightside, ironically. It's, it's it an is ironic, ironic title. right? I don't yeah. know that Paul Anka gets that. that but certainly we'll does not. That. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, nor does uh, Don Diablo, but we'll also mm-hmm, get to that. Mm-hmm. 
God, I got to be down because I want he's ambitious, but he has a negative outlook because he's trying to keep himself in check. That's and he's Mr. Brightside and he has to be, you know, a negative character. Gotcha. That but that's a stretch. God, I got to be down because I want it all. Man, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think you might be right and that is just like oof, this is I mean it's just like a an ad lib it's just a vocalization I, I think so. it just sounded good yeah and he was like eh, whatever yeah yeah it fits um, again and whatever and like isolated those two lines are like a nice couplet i'm coming out of my cage i'm doing all right. it kind of amps you up you're like Fuck oh yeah. totally <laughs> um yes. yeah it started out with a kiss how did it end up like this it was only a kiss it was only a kiss so then here we start raising to the ideas in infidelity right now whether this is him reflecting on a past incident and if this is like an innocent interpretation where there's no proof that his, his girlfriend has cheated on him and he's just having these intrusive thoughts, it could be, you know, people casually kiss each other. And so it's just her like right. kiss on the cheek with an old friend. And he's like, oh, fuck, no. He sees that. He's like, how did it end up like this? <laughs> and so, you know, he, just, like he saw a very, a very casual kiss and now it's it's it locked in his head and yeah. being blown out of proportion. Um, Alex, what was your take on this line? Pretty much just continue. Well, like I said before, that he's kind of like maybe saw a kiss happen, and now it was uh, it's making him like it's stuck in his head. It's making him second guess mm-hmm. himself. Right. So I guess we're on sort of the same track there. Yeah. It's funny because I, I think it's very obvious that that's you're both on the right page. I think as a teenager, I interpreted this song differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because as a teenager. I didn't have, well, I still haven't had this experience, thank God, knock on wood, of being cheated on. I know a lot of people, you know, are not so lucky. But as a teenager, uh, hearing this, I had never even dated somebody. So my first experience with relationships at that time is unrequited love. Mm -hmm. So I saw this as a song of that kind of a thing, like unrequited love, where he, I thought the kiss was, it started out with a kiss, like maybe he had kissed somebody at a party and then it had turned into like bigger feelings, but then he saw that she was going with some other guy. And so right. he was like there thinking about how this girl that he wanted to be with was choosing some other guy, you know, and then it's him like grappling with his jealousy, which I think actually you could probably yeah, I think read that, for from, that. Yeah. from this. Yeah, it's not obviously not his intention, but that's how I interpreted it the song as like a 15 year old girl yeah and that checks out because then he, he even talks about things like jealousy yeah and then of course yeah if you're again intrusive thoughts just imagining these two having a great time while you're at home alone like, totally yes <laughs> terrible absolutely um yeah okay so then we move on to now i'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab while he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag um we'll go for the whole run here there now they're going to bed and my stomach is sick and it's all in my head and she's touching his dick now yeah is that they, somebody Sorry. suggested on uh on genius they suggested that it was an implied rhyme i think sick so yes. dick. yeah yeah i think it's a real uh pumba not in front of the kids moment oh uh, yes know? classic replace the obvious rhyme with a less salacious word yeah yeah but it's kind of cool because i think it kind of forces you to have the you know the intrusive thought right the same experience having, right? that he's going yeah through. yeah that's pretty clever hmm. Um, yeah, and so this is this is kind of where the, the idea of the unrequited love is sort of taken out because I think him falling asleep yeah. is an excuse for her to grab the cab. It's not right. just like these two random things are <laughs> happening simultaneously. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're you're right about that. Yeah, and then um like he's having a smoke and she's taking a drag, sharing a cigarette. Yeah. Is 
very intimate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, they're going to bed, and that's that's making him sick because he obviously doesn't want to think about that. Yeah. And and perhaps the line that ties all this together, and it's all in my head. Yeah. So he's not mm-hmm. actually witnessing these. Mm-hmm. These, these are imagined events. Yeah. And whether based on some some cheating act he saw occurred or or something else, like yeah, this is mm-hmm. we're we're in his thought process right now. Yes. Anything else to add here, Alex? No, I don't think so. No. Fair Other enough. than I mean, you mentioned the queen bitch connection. It's right here, which I yeah. kind of get almost any time someone is like lists things in a song. I think that came up recently, um, but it's seems pretty explicit here. Mm-hmm. It's like um, even like rhythmically something like reads exactly like Queen Bitch on this. Yeah, I don't know exactly and, why. But yeah. uh And it's cool kind of similar themes cuz in Queen Bitch it's about David Bowie or at least the narrator like thinking a a, a woman is a little like too gauche, but then when she <laughs> she goes off with somebody else he's like fuck, it could have been me. And so yeah, it's again it's about like relationships and sexual yeah. encounters. Yeah. So Kind of linked there, but let's talk about Mm. the pre-chorus. Touching his chest now, he He takes takes off her dress dress now. now. Let me go, and I just can't look. It's killing me. Is is genius right in saying it's they're taking control? I don't. I just thought it was and taking control. Yeah, but I was I was like it's yeah and it's not a huge difference either way. But listen for it personally. So I don't know. Um, but yes, this seems to be, I mean, this to me is like the uh, next part of his image, the image in his head, the kind of the sexy part, um, the sexy, you know, part. yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's literally like an amping up to a climax, mm-hmm. both in the music. Cause we're reaching the chorus and right. he's like and saying he wants to in the fantasy, like he wants <laughs> to look away. He wants to be not, he wants to be released, you know, he doesn't yeah. want to mm-hmm. have to look at this thing, but he kind of can't because it's not, he's not actually looking at it. It's in his head. It's there when he head. closes his yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And and there it, it's taking control and taking control like yeah, he's he's not even control of these thoughts going yeah. on. It's he's stuck there. It's that kind of spiral that you can get into with with negative thoughts, right? When mm-hmm. they just feed into each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there we go into the chorus, which is jealousy, turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis. Oh, let's talk about those two. Yeah, please. Um, I had to go to Genius for this one. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a stretch. Do you read that one on Genius, Alex? Is it about the king who like put uh some some saint or confessor to to death because he was the confessor for the queen and wouldn't tell the king about the queen's sins, and so he's like, "Oh, you're putting you to death." Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, it seems <laughs> like a literary illusion, right? But I don't know what it's to. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. So the killers are very uh, Mormon. Right. Mm. Do y'all know that? No, we did not know they that. They are super religious. Yeah, so there interview. is uh, probably a religious or a biblical. Okay. Maybe, I mean, literally, uh, we're talking about saints, so it's yes. already in the realm of religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there maybe is something that they're specifically trying to reference with that. Yeah, so it's. St. John of Nepomuk is what genius suggests. He was the queen of Bohemia's confessor. Yeah. Weird. It's um, a magic I trick. You turn saints into holy water. Right. Yeah, is it turning know. them literally into <laughs> water, or is it like 
You know when people say they're gonna walk into the ocean because yeah, they're that's like they're done. What I thought it was like yeah. driving him to death. Yeah, and so thing, in, right? in a in a maybe in a maybe it's not that religious. It's just like saints are known for being patient and virtuous and right. Able he's to weather he's anything. sinless. Just in even this jealousy could mm. like right? this jealousy he's not could committing cause, the sin. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Alex. I thought you. Were <laughs> uh, I, just I, you might have said what I was gonna say. I. I Say it anyway, Alex. I'll let it make right. you sound smarter. Okay. <laughs> um, you don't come on our podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so Say sorry. things. Um, oh my God. Just that jealousy could turn. Say, lead, now I'm tripping over my words. Just that jealousy could lead saints to suicide or whatever. Kind of this hyperbolic statement. Yeah, we've right. encountered other lines like this on previous episodes, and I can't recall them to mind but yeah similar ideas right yeah it's just like this is such a great pain that even the most greatest would would fall under this weight kind of idea right. so yeah jealousy turning saints into the sea go ahead alex yeah of course the next line also brings like swimming through sick lullabies we're still talking about water yeah, right. So he's kind of drowning in this experience. Ah, right? it's not the the other person then choking on the alibis. It's him. I think it's him choking. He's choking on, on yeah, they, but they're still the one who yes. has alibis. Yes. Right, and the sick lullabies are what? Just his his thoughts, or? Yes, as he's falling asleep, right? right and she's yeah. calling the cab. The sick, right? Sick lullabies are right. those thoughts that are in his head. Yeah, and if it you're really feeding into that, it really is just one single moment we're exploring in this song. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's, I again, that's what like threw me off because my my roadmap of this song prior mm. to this week was just like, it's about cheating, and mm. it's about a burlesque show with Eric Roberts. <laughs> right, and it, it's it's kind of like Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> there's fireworks. Very colorful. Yeah, there's fireworks. They do the kind of dance of the tango to Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're out. But yeah, no, it really is like one moment in this guy's head that's playing yes. on repeat. Yes. Um, Which may be also the structure of just having the same chorus and really yeah. plays into that. It's the same thing again. Yeah. Uh, Last two lines of the chorus, but it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. Brightside. Yeah, now this one, I, I don't know. Um, he, I think it's because again he well he's got to gotta be down right. He's got to <laughs> be down. down. Um, yeah, some of it, it like the yeah. it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Sounds to me like it's just kind of an acknowledgement that this is kind of part of the process, and he has to move on. Like opening up his eyes, he has been sleeping, and that's been troubling him. So if he opens his eyes, he can kind of solve the problem, and then. It's bad, but like the bright side is that it could end, like theoretically. Right. I think because his eyes are eager because he is, and of course this is all again irony. Like he's eager to to find out that he's correct and that she's been cheating. Open right. Up my I guess eager he was eyes. trying. To, he was, said he couldn't look. I'm before. Mr. Brightside, and it kind of ties into his own um, story of the the actual event where he said like I had where this instinct, like he was sleeping, and then he was like I gotta go go down there. And yeah. so that is maybe pulled directly from that experience. Well, that's destiny is calling him. Yeah. Right? He's getting that instinct. That's the mm-hmm. destiny calling mm-hmm. him to open up his ego. Yeah. Eyes. And like, since these thoughts are repeating, even if yeah. there isn't anything happening, he like, he will eventually find something. It's yeah. like, just a matter of time. So pop these open. Let's get it done. I'm Mr. Brightside. Wow. wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Played <laughs> often wow. at student discos in the UK. Yep. <laughs> so, that's what it says. <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of the reason it's been on the charts for like student five years. Discos. Wow. Um. Yeah, I think that's. I think we hit the nail that's, on the head there. Yeah. And then it's that again. That's all. It just of the, repeats. The uh, I guess the last one is I never. I never. And I what do we never. take on that? Because he kind of repeats I it in different. He says, "Well, ways. I never." I never. Well, I never. Is that part of it? Is that that like one take? And then if you look at the the unrequited love take, there's like the I never, you know, I never had went the, the distance. I never, I never had the chance. Yep. It's interesting because it is just that phrase, right? The, the, it doesn't give you a lot, but there's so much emotion in how he sings that part. Mm-hmm. That by the time you reach that part in the song, I I always want to like belt it out. Yeah, it's you know? got you hooked, right? Yes. We were talking about Don't Look Back in Anger a couple of week back, mm-hmm. weeks back. And again, that one has like indecipherable lyrics where even yeah. Noel Gallagher's <laughs> like, I don't really know what these fucking mean. But the same thing by the end, you're like, it's so Sally yeah. Wade. Very like yes. anthemic in, in that way. I did yes. see an interview with some of the band members and Brandon Flowers said that this song was sort of an answer to Don't Look Back in Anger in a oh, sense. No way. Don't You're necessarily kidding. know what that means. They were kind of referencing the idea that they had a lot of like British rock influences. Mm. Wow. Yeah, interesting. I guess yeah, they had that. They had the Strokes who they were apparently big fans of. What yeah. do you think are UK? Yeah, I believe so. And apparently this is also James Blunt's favorite song of all time. I couldn't find a source on that, but... (laughs) No, I wish he did a cover. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That, I would... Yeah, I would want that. So yeah, that's the lyrics. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I really actually think they're kind of smart. Yeah, I gained Aside from Gotta Gotta Be Down. Gotta Gotta Be Down, but hey, come on. (laughs) The rest, I'm like, yeah, I think you kind of nailed it. And yeah, pretty efficient, right? I don't know what Mm -hmm. you could have done with a second verse, really. No, it doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the fact that it just repeats really gives you that, or like reinforces that idea that it's just on loop in his head, right? Yeah, Yeah. and and the repeat, he just, he spits harder on on, on it. I'm gonna do it just fine! (laughs) (laughs) You're like, well, uh, really, Brandon? Are you okay, Brandon? (laughs) And I'm even fine, even fine. like it is just the one verse repeated, but the one verse kind of has two halves anyway. So there is sort of that progression. Yeah, it is a large verse. The idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're, we yeah. already talked about it a bit. Let's talk about the instrumentation, the sounds. What makes this oh, song yeah. a song, yeah. not just a poem? There's a lot of there's a lot of sounds. <laughs> in, that guitar riff. You talked about the guitar riff. Yeah. In that you said it existed. Um, I'd say it's pretty distinct existed. <laughs> yeah i would say it's distinct as well um just uh playing in the back here. i guess arpeggio yeah it really is just and it's pretty steady throughout that yeah and has like a really smooth kind of feeling to it i guess maybe just because it continues yeah yeah, yeah and it has that uh real driving drum beat in the yeah, which is too. what Brandon Flowers mentions is that that's when the song really came together for him is when they mm-hmm. laid down a drum track. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah, it is a huge carrier of the energy here. Where I so think many so. things are consistent. The drums are the guiding force, really. Yeah, and they're pretty the fast, too. A lot of cymbal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really like moves the song forward, which I think gives you that build of energy so that you are wanting to you know, yell out the I yeah. nevers at the end because it's just like, you've just been going hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, the drums oh, really rip on this. <laughs> for sure. Um, of course, you've got the filtered vocals on Brandon Flowers, yeah. which seems to be a, a call to the Strokes, who are kind of well-known for that filtered voice. Right. And that, I, I, like mid-2000s rock had a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that, so we got that going on. Um, there is a bass on this. There is a bass. There's, they have a bass <laughs> guitar? There's a bass wow. guitar. And also does like a little kind of arpeggio. It's like a descending pattern. It's like yeah, it doesn't come in at first, though, right? It comes no, in it takes like, a little while to get in. It's only a kiss. I yeah, believe, it's like it sec- second second half of the first mm-hmm. verse there. And uh, and then they kind of they pull that filter back in the second yeah. half. And I think even like the the sound kind of spreads out sonically, like it's in one side and then they move it everywhere. Yeah, Maybe I think you're right. Filter. Um, so it kind of has that, like, that sort of a build, which I think we've heard a lot in, like, the beginning of songs, like, filter it out in the start and then do a thing, and then the drum does a little fill or something, and then boom, everything. Yeah, it's a pretty classic trick. Yeah, it's and you're right, it is bounce, because I've only got my left earphone on for some reason. I just haven't put the right one on. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, yeah, it is split up, so I was getting just drums and, like, I think some bass on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and once it gets to that second half, you start to get that snare. Mm-hmm. It's a very snappy snare. Dig that snare. Dig the yeah. sound of that snappy snare. Mm-hmm. And they really do work with that concept of, like you said, expanding the sound. Because when we hit the chorus, we get this very rich synth filling yes. out that backspace. Yeah. I think the synth uh, is what really sold me on the Killers as a young. That person. is kind of their signature it, too. Yes, and the synth rock was really just starting to pop off, I guess, at that point in time. And mm-hmm. it felt, as a fifteen-year-old, it felt really new to me, really new and fresh right. and uh, exciting to see not just rock instruments, you know, but these like synthesizers, which I know people have done before, but um, obviously. <laughs> But they were doing it in, it felt like a different way. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, it's being more influenced because you had a big rise of like EDM and stuff. And so the, like these synth noises have come so much further. Yes. Than they were in like the 80s. Yes. So yeah, it is like yeah. an evolution of yeah. that, which would, of course, to somebody who's just growing up would sound brand new. Yes. Yeah, it's very different from like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. yeah. Use of synthesizers. Yeah, it's uh much <laughs> much brighter, I think, for one. Yeah. And yeah, they do have. I'm surprised to hear that they're very Mormon because I would say that this one and somebody told me both, like when I read they were from Las Vegas, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like it has a bit of like nightclub rock and roll music to it, where it's like this is totally. all taking place in Vegas. Okay, like that makes sense yes. to me. <laughs> yes. Um. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's more. Brandon Flowers is more Mormon now than he was then. Maybe. But there is, I think there is like a big uh, Mormon or like like a Bible belt that runs through Vegas as well. Which Well, is he grew up of... in Utah. Okay. He did? Yeah. Shit. I feel like I've been lied to. Or he grew up, or he spent several years of his youth in Utah, according to okay. my research. Okay. So, and that's like right next to Nevada. So. Right. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. It is all there. Watch me just be telling you he's Mormon and he's like not at all. No, he is Mormon. I did see an interview where okay. he was talking about being Mormon. I Yeah, I just remember reading an interview with him about one of his 
solo things and him talking about the influence of like Mormonism on it. But uh, yeah, I don't well, they know. do have that book. The uh, the Mormons do. Yeah, they have they have the Book of Mormon. <laughs> oh yeah, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. They do have that. You're yeah. correct. Um, yeah. Anyway. Sorry. We were supposed to be talking about something yeah. else. Uh, where were we? Chorus? Talking about the chorus? Um, yeah, talking about the chorus, how it's big and bombastic. Yeah, it is. Um, the guitar kind of jumps up in the second half um, mm-hmm. and starts to play these, like, I think they're like triplets. Part of it at least sounds like triplets, but it's kind of like a different a different pattern. Cause, uh, yeah, it does switch up the pattern. Yeah. And of course, that the drums are moving around like, like we said, because in the pre-chorus it really gets down into the, like the more tom-focused stuff. And then uh, yeah, back to the does. cymbals. Yeah, and like I mentioned, when you come to the to the to the second verse, same as the first, but more punched up. Um, and I think it's a like a synth transition between the two. Yeah, because there's a there's like an instrumental part in between. So like you get the guitar to play, plays its, um. The same part as it played in the chorus, and then the synth plays some like, like just long notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those long notes. Love a good long note. Love some <laughs> good sustains. Love Aren't long Not notes just nice. long notes, but they convey <laughs> okay. longing. Am I right? Uh, maybe they do. Maybe they do. And the rough edge yep. just you know just makes you feel well. They're bright though, so that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, yeah, then they get another verse. It doesn't have that same filtering, so like it starts higher, but it does like right. some similar things other than the filter, because like, and the bass is in from the start, so really they're up, just higher, you know, in the build. And then the other thing they do repeat is because um, there's a few words or lines where they'll like double up the vocals. Right. So, like, when he says gotta gotta, like, there's two. There's gotta, two kind of splits. Down. Not only do they say gotta twice, they got two two yeah, vocals. So two, it's like uh, at least four people. gottas. Yeah. So many gottas. <laughs> it's a big amount of gotta. And then gotta, it does, gotta. like, a cut down for the it was only a kiss. So then they yep. can still explode into only. the second half. Right. So, yeah, they're creating energy through kind of just playing with the mix. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, cutting things just in and out. Making it dynamic. Yeah. Um, only other big note I got about is the the finish on this one. So you get the I never yeah. section, and then it's dun dun dun. It's just a big. It's almost a rock finish, like you would do in a rock band. Right. But uh, very final. Very the, final. Sometimes you get songs that fade out. This one says, "Yeah, this, no, this, no fade." I mean, this, this is a big is like arena song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a good sing sing along too. What's amazing about this song is that th- apparently they've never not played this when they've played live. Because they have always had this song from the beginning, from when they formed the band, from their first performance. That's right. Yes. They first played it in 2001, just the two of them, at a, uh, I think it was called Cafe Reno, like a Vegas like open mic yeah. night. Apparently it was terrible. Apparently it was terrible, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, they didn't have drums at all, so yeah, would have been just, very yeah. different. It's two bastards. Oh, man. Um, anything else yeah. to say about the song itself before we talk about these music videos? I think it's a modern classic. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like very iconic. I, I uh, agree. Very energetic. Totally agree. And very fun to sing along to. 
Yeah. Good anthem. This is, uh, mm-hmm. I got to shout out Stephen Reynolds, who the one time I've seen him karaoke did this song. Really? Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> it was great. That was at the, uh, the, the, the Gateway in Calgary. Oh, yeah. The A gate. delightful venue. It is. It is. Um, yeah. And with that, let's talk. So there's two music videos. Yes. There's a UK version and the US version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the UK version was filmed in Staten Island and directed by Brad and Brian Palmer. And it is very boring. Good job, Brad and Brian. Brad and Brian. Oh, sorry. Bad job, Brad Brad fine job. Brian. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's has... a fine job. There's not much to say about it, I don't think. At least not for me, it. who like doesn't necessarily know how to speak about like framing, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's something being said by the photography in this. Right. But maybe. for me, it's just mostly a performance of them singing this song in black and white. Yeah, and sometimes oh, okay. the they invert the uh, the filter on it, Ooh, which is cool. Wow. And you're like, oh shit, this. So is there's some kind of cool bad. visuals, but beyond that, I I didn't get much out was, of it. Was it just low budget? Do you think is that? Um, it could be because I guess they would be a debuting band. Yes. Um, and they uh, could. That's uh, the, oh. this feels like the version you would pull up to uh to be like, well, we have to have this on MTV, right? Because that's how you get to be popular, right? And so here's the version. Okay. It's it, um, interesting. It was an advertisement for Apple AirPods in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Very forward thinking. Very forward thinking. But yeah, so it's your black and white. Okay. It's it's really just the band jamming out in a okay. dark space. Yes. Classic there he, there he's going. music video. Classic music video. We get some silhouettes sometimes. Yeah. Oh, artsy. Artsy. And then yeah, oh there's there's God, your inverted that's filter. Awful. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's like, did you make it on Windows Movie Maker? Uh, yeah, it's a real get it done and. <laughs> yeah, like we need visuals, you guys. It was 2001, so. Okay, fine. Yeah. And they I probably didn't have any budget. One, so. Of course. I'm gonna run it in the back. Let's talk okay. about the US one, which features, of course, Eric Roberts. Yes, uh, Eric of, Roberts, of, uh, as of you mentioned, Julia the brother, brother of <laughs> Julia Roberts, and apparently uh, Emma Roberts' father. Okay. That makes sense. That does make sense in, in the grand scheme of things. I was yeah. looking at the Roberts family tree, yeah. as we're doing. Um, and what else? This one won a VMA, an MTV VMA. Yeah. Uh, Video Music Award, I think, is what that one is. In 2005, for Best New Artist in Video. Um, who directed this, you ask? Sophie Muller, a British music video director. But it was filmed in L.A. Good job, Sophie. And so it features uh, Brandon Flowers, uh, Isabel Miko, and Eric Roberts in a love triangle. Yeah. Which which largely involves throwing apples and catching them. And there's a checkers game, isn't there? Yes, and then Eric Roberts wins and Brandon Flowers gets mad. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, fuck checkers! (laughs) Yeah. And there is some connection to Moulin Rouge. I don't know why it's Moulin Rouge inspired, but it is. Well, because Moulin Rouge is about a love triangle. Uh, well, like, kind of. Kind of. It's and not like, a real love triangle, but it is a you know, jealousy is one of the biggest right. themes. Right, and so he's playing the role of and it was the, still Christian, new at the, time. the yeah. penniless just, writer, guitar player. Yeah. Yes, correct, Alex. Yes. Yeah. I had and to then, look that up just yeah. to be like, oh, did Moulin Rouge take the Just idea from out. the killers oh no no oh my god no like what if this music video was an entire movie but still a music video but still, yes no they they stole from they borrowed i should say yeah 
Um, yeah, so big moments in this. Uh, Eric Roberts throwing apples to the to the blonde lady. That's right. She catches them while yeah. Brandon Flowers and the band are playing up on stage. They've got a stand-up bass and stuff. It's all like a, a burlesque show kind of style. Yes. Um, very horny. Everybody else, it's, they're basically playing to a clothed orgy. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. everybody's feeling each other up. Everybody... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the foreplay section, and they need a warm-up band for some yep. reason. And then we cut a lot, a lot of close-up shots, and then do you what know maybe... what? Oh, hang on, the Genius no, Sex Poets—that's the band's name in the the Genius Sex. Oh, that's, that's what, what it on says on the drum the music video. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's uh, incredible. That's a name. It sure is. And yeah, and we do get the idea of these intrusive thoughts because he, we see Brandon Flowers like freaking out as he imagines a dude just like full on dance boning his his love interest. Yeah, and just like jumping on top of her. He he definitely yeah, like yeah. his performance is very like you can see him singing obviously, but then like mm-hmm. his eyes are kind of betraying the performance as he like glances around and watches things he's, happen. Yeah, he's always watching something. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of grabbing his head. Yeah. And then of course just just shots of like dead-eyed men sometimes and yeah. Just, yeah, like but. staring at these women, these yep. burlesque dancers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the Smoky Checkers match. And the Smoky uh, Checkers match. There's also a bunch of shots yeah. of of um, uh, I forget her name now. Isabel Miko like running That's around right. with Brandon Flowers, kind of presumably yeah. as a memory. What I thought was mm. kind of interesting about that is. It doesn't actually show them kissing. Mm. Anytime they're about to, it'll cut away. So I don't know what that means, if anything. Because he doesn't get a kiss. And as Uh, we know, even though it was only a kiss, a kiss is everything. You're right. There is a lot of apples involved. Yeah, and then he eats a green one at the end. It's been red apples the whole time, but he he chops a green one at the end. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Symbolism. Symbolism. That's definitely That's what, what that means. means. Um, well, yeah. Why is she entirely white? And why does she have a big cotton candy white hair? Yeah, why is she supposed and... to look like an old Victorian lady? I don't like... know. Couldn't tell you. See, a lot of flair in the video, as opposed yes. to the UK version. And at least a loose idea of the song is present in there. Yeah. I think if you know Moulin Rouge really well, I think you can get a lot like more a lot out better. of the yeah. video. Yeah, because you can see they're drawing the parallels um, to the the love triangle, if you want to call it that, in the Moulin Rouge. Right. So, like, even, like, there's a moment where Brandon Flowers and the, what's her name? Is Isabel it? Miko. My God, Isabel, sorry. Yeah. Isabel Miko. They, like, steal away behind a curtain to, like, kiss. There's, yeah. like, a scene that looks exactly like that in Moulin Rouge. Uh, There's scenes, okay. some of the balcony, those balcony shots, and when there's Yeah, balcony shots with the, blue with the there, fireworks. Like, those things are, like, lifted straight out of Moulin and Rouge. It, but it, this song is not yeah. in the film Moulin Rouge. No, because Moulin Rouge, I think, came out in 2001 or 2002. Right. It's probably in future stage productions of Moulin Rouge. I don't see why not. Because they do add new songs in there. Are we've, you serious? Yeah, we've talked about at least one. That's true. Moulin yeah, Rouge they have, version. like, up... Like for the Broadway show, they they put different yeah. songs in it. I didn't know that. Yeah, we almost a did a version. second one, but I okay. cut it at the last yeah. minute. Okay. Good job, Alex. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Because usually when you get a video yeah. that is so closely tied to a movie, it's yeah. because it's in the soundtrack, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, and that mo- that uh, like 
yeah, that video, for example, looks a lot like the one for um, Lady Marmalade. Mm. The Christina Aguilera and Pink and Maya, Maya I think. I can't remember all the artists, yeah, but yeah. like the ver- the cover song that they did for Moulin Rouge. Of uh, course, they did it they did looking, it looking like, like that, that. Like Moulin Rouge. Yeah, but they were the burlesque dancers. Right. Now, that would have been an interesting video. With the killers being the burlesque dancers. Being the dancers. burlesque dancers, yeah. The boylesque dancers, if the boy- you will. <laughs> I will. That's what they call it. I absolutely <laughs> will. Okay. Um, so there's your two music videos. Anything else to say before we, we move on? I'm very excited to talk about these covers. All right. Alex, anything? No. No, that's no. it. No. All right. So we're going to start talking about these covers beginning in the year 2007 with Paul Anka. Yeah. Coming out of my cage, I'm doing just fine. I gotta, gotta be down. I'm wanting it all. I started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? Only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep. We've talked about before, and we've talked about this album in particular, as well as another one. So he does these sort of big band covers. Um, yeah. We've talked about him on Black Hole Sun, and we've talked about him on Walking in Memphis, which is on the same album as this wow. one, Walking in Memphis. Yes. Um, he also has a cover of Teen Spirit, but I don't think we talked about that. Oh, or it smells like boy. Teen Spirit, but yeah, comedian, Canadian American singer, songwriter, actor. He wrote "She's a Lady," and uh, you're having my baby. And you're having my baby. That's and the right. English lyrics for "My Way." That's right. Wow, what a guy! What yeah. a guy! So you know, some some legitimate claims to being a good songwriter yeah. and a man who understands music. A living legend. Living legend, if you will. If you will, and I will. We, we all will. <laughs> we all will. I will. This one is Alex. Yeah. Go ahead. It's me? It's you. Yeah, this one is Yeah, you. no, you are going to say something, and so nope. I, I'm giving you the floor. No, I wasn't. Sorry, no. You fucking bastard. Sorry if I made a sound. Uh, big big horn energy on this one. Big band <laughs> yes. presence. Lots of horns. Lots of um, horns. Right off the bat, we're getting those horns. They're doing a sort of, uh, they really punch every, I want to say, fourth note. Oops, no, I'm playing the killers again. Don't don't play me. No, they do. Yeah, they do have the. Uh, they give it like a heavy rhythm, which will continue into the vocal melody because he uh, Anka sings in that same rhythm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're already like, I am kind of a Vegas vibe, but like a Vegas show. Yeah, it's kind of that like different Vegas than the Killers Vegas. Maybe not seedy lounge necessarily, but you know, like big band, like old school crooner style, which is really his thing. That's where he comes from. Mm Hmm. Which I, I mean, is not like there's a version of this that works. We've already kind of alluded, at least Ruby and I have that this, this version misses the mark. Oh, big time. Um, in that he seems to just think it's, Rad to be Mr. Brightside. <laughs> you can call me like, Brightside. That's me. <laughs> That's me. Call me Brightside. Yeah. Yes. I, I, okay, I don't know if it's just like a, a problem with this version specifically or if it's with big band covers in general, but like I just feel like it erases the emotional, mm. like emotionality i guess is what i want of the original i think it's a very different way of approaching it like maybe if we had more big band exposure generally or something you would be able to tell i don't know if this one has that necessarily um i think it's a decent uh... version personally like if you compare Mm -hmm. it to his version of walking in memphis i think it's much better Mm. but um not as good as his cover of black hole sun 
So there you go. Yeah, for sure. My uh, the thing is is that it is too on the nose. Um, when you're doing these big band ones, we've talked about a Richard Cheese cover before, who does the sort of lounge crooner big band stuff, so right. very in the style of Paul Anka, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. And he did a song. I cannot remember what we had him on for, Alex. It was just a couple he, weeks ago. It was. I'd all, you always say that, and then it turns out it was like three months ago. <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, Royals? Royals. Yes, Royals. Wow. And he... You can come off as sort of like self-effacing in these in these crooner versions. Like, ain't I the luckiest guy? You know, you do a little talk singing. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it, it's an ironic take where you, right. you go big, but you're like, eh. Right. Palanca really look- is so like old school that he's actually earnest. Yeah, th- this is fully earnest. If you'd done the big band and then even if he just like said the line "I'm Mr. Brightside" because I'm Mr. Brightside, you'd be like, "Oh, he gets it." Like he yeah. understands that he this is. He shows no sign winking of to them like bittersweet that there's nature. cheating happening. Yeah, like and- I think he literally thinks this is all in his head. Like he doesn't have a girlfriend. He's just imagining a scenario in which he's being cheated on, but there's no such scenario. Yeah, wait, he's is- single or he's long been happily married, and he's thinking about some other people. Other people, yeah. What is like? I don't know. Like he has zero. There's zero attachment to the story he's telling. From, is, from my yeah, this is like Paul Anka's happy cuckled anthems. Yeah, like, hell yeah. There's people fucking, and I'm not one of them. And, but I still totally. get to see it. Bright side, yes. Look on the bright side. At least you get to watch. Yep. yep. Wow, that that went places I wasn't expecting. Yeah, but I mean, and Alex, like you said, it's well put together. Like the the horn section is great. Yeah. The the jazz drums are doing. Yeah, the, there's a lot down. of a lot yeah. of it is like a horn bass. arrangement. Quite tight, like it's tightly um, composed and yeah. orchestrated. Yeah. But it's it's <laughs> it's not right for the job, right? It's no. not it's not doing what it should. And so yeah, when we when you hear it, it sounds wrong yeah it creates some cognitive dissonance for me you know yeah uh what is this the same song that wait i don't hold on a second (laughs) i don't understand yeah it's it's like just really like like you didn't take time to study up on the song a bit so then why are you doing i guess you're paul anka you just said i'm doing uh, an album of covers let's do some big legendary ones but i don't know take the time to look at it um i get the idea of like playing it live mm-hmm. like this just because there's so much energy and i think the energy of having that big band plus the energy of like knowing that song would get people up and moving even if it's not you know like a brilliant cover i don't understand uh, recording it yeah 100 percent. we often talk about that like so many stuff in a live yeah, context dude. you can get away with yeah it's just it's cool that it's, it's happening live yeah it's just fun yeah there's no time to like and... think about the implications Totally. Because it's just yeah, happening. You like, you just well, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> but then it comes to cover me, and we do exactly that. We go, well, actually, that's not the line. It's like, well, they did it live. Well, yeah. Like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> do better live. Yes. That's what we have to say. Huh? Um, any other standout moments on this? Um, um, it says, because it's killing yeah, me. he throws in some extra words. Throws in some sure. extra words here and there. Um, yeah. We get a saxophone solo, I believe. There is a saxophone really? solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's after um, the with a lot of piano chords, walking bass line. Yeah, walking bass line. I didn't have anything else about 
And, and no, I never. Because he instead, doesn't do the he, I never because he doesn't get it. Because I'm Mr. Bradside! <laughs> call me Bradside! Yeah, it's sort of okay. like spoken bit at the end when he says, I'm Mr. Brightside or whatever. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah no, I nevers. No, no, I, I never. Because he did. He's not the only person to cut it out. Too. No, it's, yeah. it's surprisingly infrequent. It's quite, yeah. Um, speaking of version that also cuts it out, I believe, is Play Radio Play in 2007 as yes. well. I'm coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with the cast. How did it end up like this? It was only a cast. It was so... Oh, he, he sorry, he it's he, it. one guy. Yeah, one guy. He changed his name to Analog Rebellion in 2009. This oh. is the solo music project of Daniel Hunter from Aledo, Texas. Yeah, guy from Texas. Real, I think he was 16 at the time. Yeah, and that yes. was his big claim to fame was MySpace. Um, yeah. One thing he calls his music Stadium Lo-Fi. Oh, God. Which is, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. An oxymoronic yeah, I, synthesis I, I, of low-fidelity <laughs> genre and stadium rock genre. The low-fidelity yeah. wow. genre. And um, he has apparently uh, opened for quite a few bands like of that era, like Fall yeah. Out Boy. I, I want to see Yellow Card. It was Yellow Card or Hot Hot Heat or something right. like that. So like he was kind of part of the scene that the Killers big. was also a part yes. of. And my note for this is they sound he sounds like a, a worse version of the, the Canadian duo Crystal Castles. Oh, inter- I thought he sounded like a worse version of a Metro Station. Hey. Um, so, yeah, he it definitely is very, I would say, unpolished, mm-hmm. which makes mm-hmm. sense because he's doing it in his bedroom, right? But, like, it's right. very, I don't know, you know, it's very, I don't like it. Yeah, this is another one where I feel like there is a good version of this that can be done. Yes. In this sort of style. Yes. But it would not be, it's, it's not, not this one. this, yeah. Definitely sounded to me like, an early kind of version of this Yeah, almost like a demo. Like a demo, yeah. In particular, yeah. like, I don't know, some of the sounds at the start are very, like, bloopy as far as synthesizers go, which yeah. is maybe less in vogue nowadays. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and some really consistent synth. So there's, like, a low sort of pulsing one. Um... And then, yeah, he kind of adds in ones. There's one that does a little do-do-do-do-do-do sort of brighter one. Yeah, the yeah. higher one. And a lot of this song is just him adding those in, taking them out, putting two putting in, taking in. one out. Right. <laughs> just different combinations. Yeah, yeah just different the, combinations. It sounds uh, like as soon as I started playing it, I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds like the only other Play Radio Play song that I know. So okay. I think a lot of his stuff kind of similar ha- used the same sounds right. you know yeah sounded kind of the same he um, also like his voice is very oh he sounds young for one but like yeah he, he has a very distinct like i guess it's a california accent the way yeah. he sings kind of has that like that. pop punk I, sound I to wrote it a, a stereotypical emo pronunciation okay yeah well, pop punk and emo i think like it was only a cast only a cast um, yeah, you know who else you reminded me of, Alex, is the cover artist on our All the Small Things episode, uh, Black Friday. Yes. <laughs> Friday. That was... Or Friday. That was, wow. I think, better. They did some yeah. more interesting things wow. with that. But yes, I agree. It, it kind of has a similar sound to that one. Yeah, similar sound and sharing that youthfulness. But yeah, I, I agree, because I gave Black Friday... 
the the number one that week because wow. it was it was pretty brave. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's, and I do I disagree with some of the lyrics themselves that because he added in different lyrics and to just kind of used things. all the small things wow. as a hook. Oh, interesting. And uh, like it was cool, but also some of it is like this is a bit toxic, like, my child. <laughs> Maybe maybe dial it down. A dial bit. it down. Um, yeah, and we get a lot of like boots and cats in the mix. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I lo- like. I think the idea was cool. I think like it's just the execution was. I, I mean, he's like right a sixteen year old in his bedroom, so I can't fault him for it. Mm-hmm. I think the ideas were really cool. It just yeah fell a little bit short. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if he took another take at this now, like oh my god, maybe he'd have something <laughs> Kill better. It, probably he does yeah. do some neat stuff. Um, into the second ver second verse. Yeah. Uh, so he does some cool like vocal layering and stuff. Yeah, cause he like after she's taken a drag, he jumps right into the chorus, and yeah. then does a couple lines of the chorus, and, and then back like goes a little back bit. into mm-hmm. the yeah, yeah and back then, into then the they're verse. going at the same time, right? But the chorus yes. keeps going, yeah, and then yeah. so he goes yeah. through the pre-chorus and then into another chorus. Yeah, which is kind of interesting and and plays still with that idea of the like repeating thoughts or jumbled. Yeah, because now they're thoughts, layering right? on yeah. top of mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I thought that was a great idea, but again, just again the execution. execution. Yeah. Oh, and he repeats "gotta" a bunch. I think on the gotta, same time. Gotta, 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 gotta. <laughs> Go ahead. He doesn't Alex. do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> In particular, that that final chorus kind of could have like built a little more. I think mm-hmm. it, yeah because he was kind of building especially with all the layering and then it was yeah. just kind of like another chorus yeah he builds to nothing it mm-hmm. builds yeah. to the same thing you're like okay yeah, but it's cool. yeah. he does he does never though he does never he does never. that's right here it comes echoing at the end yeah. and yeah it's a like it's five minutes this version so to be this kind of flat and consistent for five minutes it's that's rough. It's yeah, it's right. not enough going on there. I could probably forgive it if he had cut it down to like two minutes thirty seconds. Yeah. You also, know? I mean, it wouldn't have been the, the technology wasn't there at the time, but the technology being the song itself. But <laughs> <What>? the, the, <laughs> um, Goat Ye's somebody that I used to know, I mm-hmm. think would have layered in here pretty good as well, because there's a point when he's got the the pre-chorus and the chorus going together. I'm like, you didn't have to cut me off. I'm like, oh, yeah. That'd be a cool mashup, actually. Yeah. Hmm. And then, of course, right at the end, a classic trick. Drop out all the instrumental tracks. and Oh, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. Is emo just pop punk and minor? Is that what's going on? They're related. <laughs> they are related. I think that's a, a can of worms you don't want to open All up. All right, gonna leave that one alone, yeah. but we're gonna open up our next you can just of have worms. To do different, you just need different hair, right? That's the difference? Yeah, it's it's, it's the part. Like left that, part, yeah. right part. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, next up, we got Amy McDonald in 2008, the Scottish singer songwriter. Started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss, so it was only- apparently fairly successful, like in Europe. Yeah. But I've not yeah. ever. Me neither. It's just like one of those ones who's doing a good job there and just never makes it over. Right. It's uh. So this is of course a live version, and it's. I mean, we've talked a bit about live versions already. How yeah. we can forgive them for that. 
I think it's exactly what we've said before. It's fun. There's not a lot that's going on here. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's and there is a build up because it starts out for the first um I think it's the first verse to chorus is just acoustic guitar and yes, her. Yes, and her singing. Yeah, and, and her singing which on the band. Which <laughs> fairly like low singing. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. you get her accent, which I always like when you can actually hear like specific it's kind of dialect, regional yeah. dialects like in an a, in yeah. a singing voice because oftentimes yeah. they drop out and just sound american or whatever mm-hmm. right just something i appreciate yeah yeah so i'll agree her voice is cool um but i don't think that this song is doing anything for her voice mm-hmm. you know like i don't think if this is the only thing you've heard of her which it is for me yeah i don't think it gives me an a good picture of what she's capable of vocally, you know. Mm-hmm. I do just because the 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 song is really and this cover really drew my attention to this. But the melody in Mister Brightside is almost like it's largely just one note. Yeah, which you is really actually, hear it on here. <laughs> you really hear it with her version because I think it's so stripped down and there's yeah, not because all you have is other things going it. on. Yeah, by the time she gets to that second verse, I'm like bored a yeah. little bit you know because i'm like nothing is changing it's the same note again it's not her fault and i think again if we were in that audience watching it happen live we might be really excited because part of the excitement is singing along and oh i know this song and those kinds of and things like, oh amy mcdonald likes the music uh, totally I like. Like, yes we're <laughs> bonding we're connecting wow. with amy mcdonald it's like we're but friends now totally she listens to the killers yeah oh my god me too. Yeah, like me too. That's and like that's always cool. And she listens to also like, yeah. one of the most popular songs of the decade. Wow. <laughs> wow, she likes <laughs> this intensely popular song just that's like me. Crazy. <laughs> Amy McDonald has a radio? What? <laughs> I can't believe it. She's a musician and she listens to music? Yeah. And so then it takes us to the second verse to get the the instrumentals in yeah. here, which do mm-hmm. help, but it's too late yeah. at this point. Yes. <laughs> I wish someone was harmonizing with her um, just during that second verse, yeah. just to give you something to extra. To give it that lift. You know? yeah. yeah. Because we get the drums with the toms yeah. and like, yes, that's good. It, we get some electric there's... guitar to, to sort of expand the range, but we yeah. need some upward. There, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's just not a lot happening in that yeah, top end and mm-hmm. or she should have fucking just belted. belted. Like it, it should have really just hit it. That would have been wicked. Um I mean, there's also a bass present here. I've noted it's doing Are the you bare serious? minimum. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing like root notes. It's wow. it's hanging out. That's crazy. Um yeah, and we get like a cymbal rattle finish, get some applause, but yeah, yeah overall it's too little. Yes. The, and it sounds yeah. like the instrumentalists are all very good at mm-hmm. what they're doing. You know, like it's not that anything is bad; it's just too little. Yeah, you said yeah. It. It's not the like big arena. Yeah. Ness of the original. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. filling a garage, not an arena. Like. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe in a cafe, you know, this could be like. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. This would slap in a cafe, I think. Yeah, give you a little, like little boost energy. Not, well, yeah. Yeah, not too much. Like, okay, yeah. I still need to go to bed later. Totally. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, 8 p.m. Let's yeah. We're winding down, yeah. but yeah, we can have a little juice. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got for this one. Anything else, Alex? Um, they, the other thing they do is they add another chorus on the end. 
a little more like oh, pop. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of have a different never... like outro where you repeat the That's right. And yeah, uh, kind of really let go of the yeah. big emotional moments. Didn't punch yes. up the second verse and didn't do the I never is the no. two points where you can just give her. Yeah. And like as a as a singer, you think you'd be like, oh, like no, 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 I'm like, give totally. me that. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she missed. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I wonder what her uh, her motivation was really in playing that song live. Yeah. I'd be curious because like, this is 2007. I think she, she still plays it. the song live. So maybe. Are Nowadays. you for serious? Hmm. I don't know her. I, I don't know her. I don't know her. I also don't know our next act. Oh, gosh. Elu. Oh, Eric, don't. In 2009. Eric, Eric Robert Lewis. American jazz pianist who um, has also coined his own style of music, rock jazz. No, um, stop. Yes, so and he uh, is known for a very unconventional piano playing style. He doesn't sit on a bench, um, and he uh, he doesn't do it on any of the. Because I looked up a few and I watched a music video for this. He doesn't do what I'm about to say on this song or any of the other pop covers I've seen. Hmm. But he will reach inside the piano and pluck the strings. You're kidding. No, for real. And it, there's wow. like a TED talk, he's like standing a for this whole video. Standing, yeah, he stands the whole goddamn oh, time. Damn. He's got those. Br- are you seeing those bracers on him, Alex? Yeah, he's got I like am. metal fucking arm guards. Wow. He always has those. I wonder if that's for safety when plucking the piano. Interesting. But it sounds pretty cool when you see it. But he doesn't give us that here. No. Okay. Um, he sounds like a poor man's Peter Bentz, who is a. Yeah, I would definitely compare it to Peter Bentz. Oh, okay. Who's just rich, just very rich wow. piano covers, and he will kind of like stand and like hammer and yeah. do all sorts of cool shit. Um, so Eric Robert Lewis is in that same vein, but just yeah, yeah but that kind he of says like that... lots of ahead, hitting Alex. the keys very hard <laughs> and lots of embellishments along mm-hmm. with the the playing. And he says that. Well, he says that Will Smith, Gerard Butler, and Leonardo DiCaprio are his fans. Also, he has played music at the behest of Google, Fendi, Disney, and Mercedes-Benz. Damn, at the same time? At the behest. <laughs> the behest. Is that what behest means? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's what he wrote. That's what he wrote in his bio on Spotify, is that he's played music at the behest. He's also played for uh, the Obamas at the White House. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did read about the Obamas. Sorry, I just wanted to bring up that he wrote at the behest in his Spotify right, that thing is... and claimed that they some, insisted uh, celebrities were his fans. That might explain the bracers to a bit. Drop words like behest. Behest. It's a little medieval. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also uh, claims to, quote, take the improvisational aspect of jazz and thread it through the eye of the needle of rock. Wow. This guy has a way with words. <laughs> he certainly does. Which Got is interesting because he plays piano. Yeah, and does not sing. And no singing. So yeah, Alex, like you said, it's a lot of like hammering those keys. Yeah. Um, he'll do some slides occasionally on the piano, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't result in much. It's it suffers almost from the play radio play thing, where it's just very even. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't duration. change a whole lot between the halves and the if there. That happens a lot with instrumental covers, where they kind of, if you're gonna do you know verse chorus verse chorus and those are the same it just kind of sounds the same 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, how do you make yeah. it more interesting? He's got, like, a couple, like, this isn't really a difference. This isn't the difference between the verses, but when he is playing the verse, he kind of changes it up to, like, list part uh, mm. from, like, I'm falling asleep falling asleep catching a cab calling a cab stomach is sick it kind of it does like taking a a drag climbs up instead of just the same thing uh the way he plays it with the chords which cool i guess just a little part only and yeah it's very weird because he'll have some sort of low down moments in this but he comes in with like this cinematic energy on it this it's again like I've, I've talked about this with a different government a couple weeks back but like people running in the airport and embracing <laughs> kind of vibe like. <laughs> yes yeah like this guy didn't get that mr brightside is ironic like mm-hmm. i feel like this song his version is hopeful mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like, know, he's like they are gonna run back into each other's arms yeah which maybe he forgot that's who was taking fine. off whose dress. I mean, no totally, he was like, "It's the lead singer, right? He's taking off the dress. This is a love song, right, Mr. Brightside?" <laughs> yeah, you're right, Alex. There is no lyrics, so there's definitely room for interpretation. interpretation. Yeah, I don't know. Um, some other stuff, uh, like when he gets after the first chorus, he gets into the instrumental section, and like he, like, will hit some low notes and then kind of yeah. play higher. As you, and you can really like hear the low notes as they like ring out and then slowly fade and then it'll hit them again mm-hmm. and then go back to playing. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt he's a skilled pianist. Yeah. And I I wish he was doing more of what his you know Wikipedia page said. I wish he was right. really fucking around with this piano and going crazy. But this is just like a just a kind of like standard piano performance. I mean, it's definitely it's far far away from the I, worst. I, th- I thought it was pretty heard. energetic. Right. Yeah, it's definitely I enjoy energetic. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I find it enjoyable, mm-hmm. especially like looking at this particular roundup of covers we have. I think this is one of the ones that I enjoyed more, honestly. Yeah, and I think yeah, like like Alex said, with the lyrics being out, there's room yeah. to you don't have that cognitive dissonance that you have with Paul, with Paul Anka. Anka. Yeah. So you've just got this. And you're like, okay, yeah. And you're like, this is a song I recognize, and this is it's good piano playing. Yeah. Shall we still haven't quite hit the mark here? No. No. Um, maybe our next group will do better here, though. I, I, I kind of doubt I it. I strongly doubt it. We've got Mika Urbaniak oh, and Victor Davies with Maria Sadowska in 2019. I'm coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss. How did it turn off like this? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Now I'm f- yeah, what is happening here? Um, I'll tell you this. It's an American pop singer. That's Mika, and daughter of prominent Polish jazz musicians. Um, and she claims to mix pop, jazz, and hip-hop. And then in 2010, she joined up with singer, composer, and producer Victor Davies, who is not the Canadian Victor Davies, but a different guy. Yeah, not um, the Canadian, like, old guy who's a composer. Y- yeah, some old guy composer. Yeah, he may be a British painter, Um, this one. Maybe. Seems to Maybe. be a, a guy from East He's London who is British, uh, inspired by soul and funk music. Yeah, yes. Okay. Excellent. That Excellent. is what he is. Excellent. And then we have Maria Sadowska, who is a Polish pop singer, music producer, and film director. Um, now what roles they all, obviously Victor Davies is the dude on this. Yeah. Seems to be. I'm assuming Maria Sadowska's producing. I think so. And that Mika Urbaniak is doing the vocals as well. So we've turned this into a duet. Um, and 
that's where things that. begin and fall apart. Oh, yeah, the, du- the duet I don't think is super well thought out. They just kind of trade lines. Yeah. Yes. Particularly like a... because in the second half they do that again, but they trade, they swap they trade parts. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a missed opportunity to me because I think you really could add another dimension to the song by making it a duet, but it's clear they didn't think about that conceptually. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they just went to the studio and they were like, they were A, like, B. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, and then for the next one, we swap. We'll swap it. Yeah, yeah, so you can sing different things. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, we got a, like an arpeggiating guitar here, but it's, you know, it's an acoustic. It's very yes. chill. Yeah. Um, And trap drums on this. That real mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's got that drum machine. Yeah, almost tricked my brain into thinking I liked the song. Yeah, you're like, oh, I've liked this in other things. I was like, oh, the trap drums. Oh, right, it's where this song. And this wonky <laughs> little beep boop scene. Yeah, kind of. It's like a, a two note boop thing where it just beep, beep. repeats. <laughs> yeah, and al- almost like baby's synth, like for children. Like, almost, like yeah. if this was your like fox in the owl or whatever version, it would just be. Be like okay yeah yeah um Whoop. it's it's very strange yeah it almost makes me feel like this story isn't theirs either they're just like two people narrating a something that's happening to someone else yeah. like you know like a greek chorus in a, right in a theater yeah they're, they're the muses narrating or whatever what's happening yeah like they're this isn't happening to these people singing no yeah, and, and they're also very disinterested in oh, what's for going sure. on. <laughs> and now she's calling a cab, yeah. and he's having a smoke, and he's taking a drag. Yeah, yeah throughout, I mean, they kind of, it's like the, I guess I would say it's a chill version. They mm, kind of bring mix. it down, yeah. chill it out a bit, add some synthesizers yeah. and stuff. But like, really, it's based around that back and forth between the between the singers. Yeah, that's the uh, the interesting thing, or at least what they thought was interesting. Yeah, I just don't, I don't really understand what they're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, a cover without a, a clear goal in mind. Yeah. <laughs> or even like a clear take. Yeah. I don't think. Besides yeah. the, them being like, we've done this with other pop songs, probably. Yeah, uh, yes. We can do it this to this, the whole album it. of that, I think. <laughs> of course. Um... Uh, backup ooze in the chorus. Yeah, lots of them. Lots yeah. of tracks. It kind of replaces, yeah. like, it's the, like, traditional rising ambient synth you put in the background of the chorus, so the chorus sounds fuller, but it's right. voices. I guess, yeah. technically, that would originally be a choir, which then was turned into a synthesizer, and now is... Voices again. Right now we're going back again. Right. I see. I Who knows? Back. Maybe they didn't even technically stop by in Synth Town. Maybe it's maybe it's a direct lineage from choir. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know their history. Me neither. I'll tell you this. <laughs> what did, didn't like the end result. Let's talk Ooh. about I'm mostly excited to talk about the music video for this one. Don Diablo Don in Diablo. 2020. Right, the music, music video. video. Uh, more or less. <laughs> I didn't know. More or less. More it's or uh, less. 
It's strange, but uh, so he's okay, a Dutch DJ, producer, and songwriter from uh, Covorden in the uh, the Netherlands. Yes. A pioneer of future house, a, uh, which right. is known as a fusion of deep house and UK garage with some other EDM elements. One day I have marks. got to learn the difference between all these electronic music styles. No. I know, right? It's uh, we'll no, find out. Like they not all the... of them, but like general, you know? Have like a, what's a, the difference between house line? and techno? Yeah. I read a, I a don't Pitchfork know article today that said Daft Punk's first album is a good like primer for EDM styles and house music in particular. For different for house music? Yeah, for sort of cool. understanding the building blocks and then... Of house. Yeah. And should I also so listen maybe... to Kraftwerk? Yeah, Kraftwerk. Great band. Um, yeah, so maybe those could be your, your starting points and you can... Because I think that's probably more palatable to you than jumping into like... Skrillex or Don Diablo or some You're shit. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, but here I can tell you the sort of trademarks of Future House, which is high energy, big drops, four four beats, bass heavy, okay. a muted okay. melody, metallic and elastic sounding drop, and frequency modified bass line. We're looking at usually one twenty six or one twenty eight beats per minute. Beats. Beats per minute. <laughs> So I guess the future part must come from that metallic sound that right. they're, they're talking about. That'd be my guess, because otherwise it just sounds like, like ha- house, house music, dance, EDM. Yeah, it's not it's high energy. Like, uh, like uh-huh. is there low energy? House yeah, so music? it's a low energy house track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Don Diablo, um, and he delivers on that concept. This is we get the guitar arpeggio and like a sort of bright, spacey synth. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like pulsing that- synth. Yeah, that mm-hmm. guitar sounds like it's pulled right out of the original track. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure. It, it Some of it seems sampley, but I don't think yeah. the vocals. I was are. like, it's a bit slower. I think it's definitely slowed. Like the vocals are close to being Brandon Flowers, close enough that I was like, "Are you sh- sure mm-hmm. this isn't a remix?" But um, he definitely has a slight accent. Yeah, yeah, you can pick up on oh, that a little right. bit. Yeah, he sounds like a like he's trying to be Brandon Flowers really hard though. Yeah. I heard or I read that Don Diablo was trying to get um a clearance from the killers to to use the actual vocals or to use the actual samples because he does want or he did want it to be a remix, but uh clearly that didn't happen, so he's <laughs> right. Got this guy. Yeah. Brendan Fleurs. <laughs> that's right um what was i gonna say you're very trop pop sounding on the first half of the verse on that synthesizer yeah almost sounds like way back when we talked about fast car and some of the versions there oh, yeah, yeah. kind of real trop, remember trop pop vibes trop pop drop pop. on there um and then the second half of the verse is like soft sensitive piano we do a little breakdown there it's yeah like, and she's touching his yes now. yeah um. Sorry, that's the pre-chorus. Did we say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. That's the pre-chorus. Sorry, I, I zoned out for a sec. And then Alex, there's been uh, a mild. I know. Got to be on the ball. Yeah, got to be on the ball. There's been yeah. a mild echo in the in the verse, so it'll be, he's kind of double tracked. There and is. You can kind of hear it when echo. when it goes quiet. You just hear the yeah yeah. They and then it. in the chorus, it becomes very apparent because it's basically in canon. It's like. Uh, you know, jealousy, jealousy. Mm. So you get that switch up in the chorus. And, of course, this bubbling synth that starts to get louder and louder because this is us building up to the drop. Yeah, the there's chorus. a lot of, mm-hmm. um, like, I guess, evolving uh, filters 
I would mm-hmm. say, yeah. as as they'll open up and then close uh, down again and open up and close down yeah, for yeah. various synthesizers. But yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. the big one. Um, and yeah, there's and like, like a finger snaps. Yeah, in that first part, which then oh, yeah. turned to claps Claps-y. at some point. Yeah, there's definitely both of those things. Definitely both present, which seems strange. And then uh, <laughs> the drums <laughs> kind of come it. in with like a low, like a drum roll. There's like a low kind of kick snare, kick snare with like this drum roll coming in. And that's one of the, I guess, builds to a drop. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the, I feel like that's textbook is this building synth. And yeah. then the, the drums yeah. just rolling in and then it goes, For the final line, I think, Mr. Brightside. Yeah. And then there's a cowbell. Yeah. There's a cowbell, cow yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it's a bop. I'm not gonna it, it lie. It is a bop, and it's I think perhaps influenced by how the UK seems to use this song, which is at just like parties and events, because it is yeah. like an arena song. So yeah. He's just kind of capitalized on that. Um, of course, I think he has no understanding of what the song is about. Oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you know, he truly believes it is positive. We'll get to that with the music video. Oh, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. 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 That just definitely comes across in the music video. Hilarious yeah. to um, me. Anything else to say about the, the composition here? Before um, the... Do I have anything else? Uh, it, it does change up a lot. You mentioned, I guess, the bass changes up a lot, but the rest of it kind of does, too. Yeah. There's a lot of like different stuff, and like, there's even one part like at but after the second chorus, there's a really fast synthesizer that kind of to me sounded yeah. like a mandolin, you know, like that fast mandolin strumming, in like right, folk songs. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff in this version. Yeah, yeah. It's if we're comparing it to the other um, like electronic version we've talked about, play radio play. Right. This one, this is a lot more dynamic. Yeah, a lot more dynamic. Lands yeah. a lot better. Yeah. And I think it still has that kind of like driving energy that the original has, mm-hmm. but it's being used in a different way. Yeah, it's I think it's, it's a it's more dance to genre yes, dance energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, by the end, it's you're not like screaming the lyrics, but you're you're no, you're you're dancing, sweating buckets yeah. from how hard you're dancing. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this music video, oh, which excited. opens with a Zoom call. <laughs> Zoom, you're yeah. kidding. Because this this not. is when was this released last this, year? This I is a, a quarantine, yeah, 2020, so. quarantine oh, wow. video. Or so Don song. Don Diablo is talking to his friend Josh. Yeah, his friend Josh. Um, Josh. In what has Newman. to be a staged conversation, right, Alex? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> oh my god. So he, first, Don apologizes for doing a quick workout because apparently Josh tried to call him earlier in this fiction. <laughs> and then Josh is going on a road trip during 2020. That's already we got some red flags. Wildly irresponsible. That's correct. And then after this awkward conversation, it's straight up just like longboarding footage mostly. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Josh Newman wow. is a like longboarder, and he does some skydiving at the end too. Yeah, he does some sky. And there's an wow. ATV at one point. And check out his uh, check out his Instagram. It's him his wow. Instagram. in the wilderness. So yeah, we get this, Filming and then it's things. straight up just random. Wow. And just yeah, going on longboard. So he's doing oh, uh, wow. sort of your downhill okay. where you can where get really fast. Yeah. I've seen people go like eighty kilometers an hour. Holy shit! And you're yeah, you're on a long. So he's on highways and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and lots of like drone shots and stuff. 
Yeah, lots so of drone shots. behind him, I presume. It looks like the video... It, like, yeah, cause I guess because he is a professional longboarder, this Josh guy, it looks like what a longboarder would make for their stuff. Their stuff, Where yeah. they would throw a track over it like this. For sure. I've seen videos like this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But instead, it's the musician doing this. He's cut out the middleman. And we get this metallic, like, A symbol... Is that Don Diablo's uh, logo or something? Maybe, must be. Yeah, it, it happens twice. Okay. Because I think it's also in the bottom right hand corner. Graffitied on it. Venereal disease. disease yeah. That's the real hero of this. <laughs> you think song. it's also on his board, Alex? Is that what you said? No, in the bottom right hand corner of the video, that's a water. Oh, you're right. It is. Okay. Okay, and then the footage is beautiful. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Great shots, and yeah. I I like to watch this stuff personally. Like it's cool to see. Yeah, just like wide shots of. Hills and trees and Lots stuff. Of, yeah, gorgeous. General nature. wilderness. Yeah. Sometimes roads. But it is um, very much like what I would call like a secondary market music video. Like it's yeah. not. It shouldn't be the original. It should be somebody taking yes. this song <laughs> and licensing it from Don Diablo to yeah yeah put over top of their longboarding video. But of course, my my favorite part comes in right at the end. Right at wow. the end. I dive here. He jumps out of a blimp. No, he what a hot air balloon. <laughs> he jumps out of the Goodyear blimp. A rainbow blimp. <laughs> um, uh. Hang on. It's going to come up here. It's, I've got it written down. There we are. There are so many beautiful reasons to be happy. Always look on the, the bright, bright side, side of, of life. life. Quote attributed to Don, Don Diablo. Don Diablo. <laughs> Oh, so he was like, oh, bright side. Yeah, I always look on the it's bright side. not even side. quoting that one song. song. Yeah. And, like, he wow. could have maybe stripped this song for parts, taken the line Mr. Brightside yes. and even, like, opened up my eager eyes and mixed it with other stuff. Oh, totally. To, to make that quote make more sense. Could have been, could have been mostly instrumental with yeah. a little bit of I'm Mr. Brightside I'm Mr. here and there. Brightside. Or gotta gotta be down. Gotta gotta be down. Because I, want it, I want it all. There are pieces he could have picked out to yeah. make it upbeat, but no, he kept all of it. He kept all of it. Which the I, jealousy, I, the saints drowning, yeah, everything. Like, all this horrendous imagery. The choking. Always look on the bright side of life. And he was like, yeah, bro, live on the wild go side. Skydiving. Yeah, go skydiving. Go skydiving. Go out for a longboard, my guys. Take risks. Life is short. And, yeah, that's where this version falls apart for me. But otherwise, uh, I think it's a yeah, pretty respectable. Well, I mean, I feel like quoting yourself is usually <laughs> kind of not a great move. It's a really Michael Scott move, yeah, too. Yeah, he's a big Michael Don Scott. Don Diablo is not the first person to say, always look on the bright side of life. No, there's that even that one song. He's the first one to say it after there are so many yeah. beautiful reasons well, to be happy. And well, he's got an ellipsis, so it's implied there's a lot of words between these two. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a meaningful pause, I think. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is. That's a masterpiece. That is a masterpiece. Um, beautiful, beautiful. It, wow. Talking about our next beautiful version now, Scottoon Network Scott in 2021. Scottoon Network. One person, Jeremy Hunter, um, and they make ska covers of songs. That's their thing. They're big into ska. Yeah, this one is new. Yeah, this is 2021. This is February. Fresh as it gets. Lockdown video. And, of course, the name is a play on Cartoon Network, the Mm -hmm. American television Yeah, so is their logo. Yes. Yes, I saw that. Um, And this is, I mean, it'll come as no surprise to listeners to know that I'm fully in favor of this version. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah. this is... It makes sense. Songs about relationships going sour are 
so perfect for this genre. Yes, I agree. The like ska <laughs> punk thing, because it's very much yeah. like the pop punk side of ska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you I'll, do get horns on here, like Paul yeah. Anka, but they're in but the ska in the right context. Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they like it's right. not a completely uh. different um, horns arrangement. They're following some version of the kind of riff from the original. Yeah. Um, the big thing that this version does is it kind of splits it into two different parts, almost similar to how the um, Mika Urbaniak et al. Um, mm-hmm. version did it in that they split it up in kind of the same places, but they did it completely differently. So I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. Um, they have a, a kind of pop punk version of it and then a ska punk version of it. Right. And then it sort of alternates. So like the first um, verse and pre-chorus, I believe. Let me double check. No, first verse yeah. and then the second pre-chorus are the like pop punk. And then the first pre-chorus and the second right. verse are the, or the first pre-chorus, yeah, that's what I said, are in the ska style. And then yeah. sort of combined on the chorus. That yeah, was hard you're right, cause, and and they really hook you in with the pop punk. I think it's smart to put that first because it's just noise, it's just loud driving guitar, yeah. and you're in, yeah. and you've got you know you're you're screaming pop punk vocals. This could be a yeah. Blink One Eighty Two thing right now. Yeah, right? it's ve- sure. it's just like belting, like just go for mm-hmm. it. Um, it, not even really caring that much about the vocal melody, which as uh, you said before, Ruby is maybe not the most dynamic melody, or it doesn't move around yeah. the, that much anyway. But it's even less in this version. I actually think they tried to remedy it a little bit because there are notes I guess in so. the chorus, especially where they will go up yeah. when the yeah. original yeah. just stays. Lullabies. Yeah, like they, True. I think they're aware it that it's not very interesting, and they try a little bit with it. Mm-hmm. Even in the verse, it's like coming out of my cage and I'm doing just fine. Gonna gonna be down So they're going in yeah. two different one note ranges. Yeah, they do play with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing they do with the vocals is. Um, that thing where you kind of layer, I don't know if you layer takes or whatever, but like it, mm. the first line doesn't fully end before the second line oh, starts. Oh, yeah. Right. So like it kind so of sounds like there's two people, but it's the same the person different... singing both. Yeah, it does almost sound like two people. I was blown away because I was like, Scott Toon Network, and I, I was like, okay, he's got to have a music video. And it's, I, I mean, mean they, does. they have a music video. Yeah, and it's just that one person. That's just Jeremy Hunter. He's oh, the, just they one are person. the whole band. They, they're the whole band. Yeah. That's actually very it's impressive. Very impressive. Band. So you see them just rocking out to like yeah. everything that would be them with the bass, them with the horns. Wow. Then just skanking. Yeah. Just skanking. Just, yeah, yeah, just them skanking real hard. I really like it. This one, yeah, was a, a standout. And I think in a in a playlist with a lot of like, like misses yeah. to close hits like this one blows them out of the water. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they... Uh, they matched the intensity of the original and then actually even pushed it Mm -hmm. further, right? In a way that gives you like that extra sense of catharsis that you get by the end of the original Mr. Bright's Eyes when you're, when we're, you know, we talked about this so many times, but Mm -hmm. belting out that I never, Mm -hmm. and I feel like you get that almost the whole way through with this one, which feels so good. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like we talked, this would be great live. Yeah. This is great to listen to just on a recording. Like, yeah. It really it just feels good. Yeah, man. it's it yeah. fit the genre right. It yeah. and, and it read the song correctly. Absolutely. It read the original. Yeah. Um, with that, anything Ooh. else to say on this one, Alex? Before we jump to our final verdict. Ooh. 
No, I don't think so. Covered it. Some good oh, skanking. Covered it. Covered it. That's that's our catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Do you say that every time? No. <laughs> Pro- probably more than is necessary. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's talk it. Our final verdicts. We got three categories today. Oh. Right, we've got the worst version. We've got the best version. We've got. I usually have one just like right offhand. I was gonna do like the most bright side version, but that's obviously Paul Anka. <laughs> um. <laughs> What about the most side bright version? Nope. The most bright the version. The most side bright version. The Alex. brightest side. Which one is... what? The darkest side. The darkest side. There you go. No. Which, <laughs> which one is the best breakup song? Let's face it. Oh. The song's about infidelity, which, leads, right. which leads to breaking it's up. Inevitable, inevitable breakup. So let's talk breakup song for our for our right. wild card category. Uh, Ruby, you are our guest today, so Woo! start us off with the worst version of this. What is it and why? Oh, the worst version. Okay. Ah, uh, there's so many contenders. It's hard to actually pick just one. I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh. Because <laughs> there's there's so many reasons for some of them to be the worst. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say for me, my least favorite one is the Victor Davies and Mika whatever but blah, 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 blah. Mika Urbaniak and yeah. Maria Sikowska thank you because some of the other ones that I dislike I could still see them being uh enjoyable I'm gonna put that in quotation marks in certain contexts mm-hmm. or at least stomachable whereas this one I don't know what context in which this song works it doesn't work for me in any contexts period like it just feels awful that's my that's my worst pick yeah I think a solid choice. Alex Mildenberger, what do you have to say? Yo, um, I think that overall, I probably had a less negative reaction to a lot of these versions than you guys. Uh, possibly because genre-wise, <laughs> things that I level-headed often don't necessarily connect with. So I'm just kind of mm. like, yeah, like used to it. Like I expected it. And it's oh, yeah, we've done this fine. for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, what was that? I said, we've done this for two and a half years, so I think you and I even have a, a different perspective than Ruby. Or, yeah, certainly. Like, you know. It's just still not a genre I listen to. Not necessarily something I listen to regularly. Mm-hmm. As for the worst version, I probably... I, I, I guess it was probably Don Diablo. Okay. Wow. I don't have a great explanation for that. Bold choice. You know? I don't. Yeah. Do you think it's just because it, it misread the. Yeah, the it could song, honestly like, just be so... the music video. So intentionally. <laughs> yeah, like that music video really threw me off because we've had versions that take sad songs and, and do this exact same thing with him, but they don't end with a quote being like, I was looking on the bright side of life. <laughs> That's a, something I said. Me. Yeah, the music video really threw me for a loop, Alex, and I could, I could agree with that souring your opinion on the rest of it. Um, what other bad things could I say about Don Diablo that I I could agree with? Uh, it's maybe a little bit, and I don't know. He's a, apparently a pioneer of a genre, but it feels a bit textbook to me. It feels like I've heard all of these tricks everywhere else. Yeah. 
So is it really like like if I if I heard the same thing like we always we often talk about '90s EDM stuff covers we hear on here and it that all is very easy to to spot mm-hmm. as being like oh okay yeah you got four on the floor right you've got the, the somebody saying Mr Samurai or whatever and <laughs> and, <laughs> and it sounds like a '90s track. So in that same sense, I think Don Diablo sounds like a, a 2015 a track, yeah. like yeah, 20, 2010s. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Does that help at all, Alex? Have I given you any any words for your feelings? Hmm. I don't have a lot of words left. Oh, we're just at that that part that point in the day, hey? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, Alex. Um. That said, my worst version is also Mika Urbaniak, Victor Davies, and Maria Sikowska. That's oh, trash. It's garbage. It's <laughs> <laughs> You've already said the, yeah. the smart version of that. It's it was a dumpster. Fire and like he said, like play radio play wasn't great, but it yeah. had potential, right? Yeah. And like I said, it's a 16 year old kid. Yeah. And uh, I would listen to that over Mika and the gang any day. Oh, um, for sure. Who else do we got? Who's bad? Ian McDonald is a live version. Yeah. And I, I I think there was still some good stuff that happened there. It just you could have composed it a little better. Uh, Don Diablo, I think, still solidly put together. I, Paul Anka again yeah. like I, I disagree with the end result for but, sure <laughs> but I, I cannot deny that everybody did exactly what they should have done for that version to happen like, yeah so yeah it really is Mika and the gang because it, it's just flat in every sense and there's like that beep boop synth doesn't even oh, need to be there really... and it's there the whole time yeah they really didn't do the duet very well yeah they didn't do the duet justice no you could have turned this into a ah, who is the band? Don't you want me, baby? Oh, you could have d- yeah, you could have done oh, a human league awesome. sort of duet, and that'd have been and tight. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. No, you know, no, do no. a little lyrical changes. There's room oh for that in this song. No, it's they, it was brutal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Meek and the gang, no good. No thanks. Ruby, tell us about the best version. And I'm why it's Scottoon Network. <laughs> and why it's Scottoon Network? Wait, do I not get to pick the original? I mean, you can't pick the original. We tend to to go for the covers just to highlight. That Those. this is Cover Me, the yeah. podcast. I mean, because uh, oftentimes it would just be like, the best version is this is original by a very famous person. That makes sense. Yeah. Especially if we do like a Springsteen song or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to pick from the covers, though, yes, the best version is obviously Scott Toon Network because I think it takes... Um, things that were great about the original and amplifies those things. I think that it blends two really cool um, and... Uh, fun genres that also have that same amount of nostalgia uh, attached to them to that same period that this killer song is from which I think that interplay um, really just adds another level to it where it feels I don't know like it just feels right it feels like almost like an alternate universe version of this right yeah totally yeah so that would be my vote for sure right on Alex well, as as a recent Ska convert, I gotta oh say I I don't agree <laughs> uh, just on the uh, I don't have the nostalgia necessarily, mm-hmm. but uh, I can't think of another cover version that I I liked as much as that one, the Ska Tune version, Ska Tune Network. Yeah, that I, version just like made sense. Yeah. Like not only does, is it put, but like right off the bat, you understand it and why it's a cover version in that style. Like, oh yeah, it was the one when I was yeah. putting the playlist together. I heard it and immediately was like, of course, you got to put the ska version on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah blew me away. Very good, and one person doing it. And yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's very because to, to get that energy when it's all asynchronous recording of parts, like yeah, that's pretty nuts. That's talent. That's talent. That's yeah. skill. That's skill. That's dedication. That's 
All right. Which one's the breakup track? Ruby, you're breaking up. You've either been broken up with or <laughs> you broke up with them. What are you playing on the car on the way home? Uh, I mean, I have a few ideas for this okay, one. Can yeah. you believe it? Oh, in the car on the way home, it's going to be Amy McDonald. Okay. Yeah, I think. Because um, I'm crying. Right. And it's kind of s- slow. And I don't know. That seems like a... Like, I'm probably just going to put on the original, to be honest. Right. But um, <laughs> my, other, my other thought is I'm going to put on Don Diablo and do some EDM and forget about my troubles. And when I said EDM, I meant MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> They go hand in hand. <laughs> yes, they do go hand in hand. Um, but no. But no. But no. And maybe Chuck just, you know, look at all the beautiful things in life that bring happiness. Or what exactly. Yeah. There's so it's much in life to be happy about. Beautiful <laughs> reasons to be happy. <laughs> exactly. Like, I didn't just break up. <laughs> no. Like, no. You don't, I don't know. You'll just go longboard skydiving. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for this one. That's fair. We'll come back to you. Alex, what's your pick? Um, do you also not have a good answer for this? What? I said, do you also not have a good answer for this? I probably don't have a good answer for this. You always have a good answer, Alex. Don't talk yourself oh, down like that. thanks. I mean, I, I don't know um, very well how I respond to breakups. But um if i had to guess i would say probably uh big band music is going to help me the most uh so it might not be the best fit <laughs> but uh, the very positive paul anka version i think would have to be the one it's just alex dead eyed listening to yeah. paul anka. Oh yeah i'm mr branson as well like that and then and then the scotchy network version and just kind of alternating between wow. them just on repeat just- there you go. Yeah, wow. I'd go. I, I'd be going full denial and just Don Diablo. I'd be like, I'm yeah. so happy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna live my life. You know what? <laughs> For me. With all your glow sticks. Yeah, and... my EDM MDMA yeah. combo. Exactly. Just Damn. dressed fully in white. Yes. Under the black lights. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just. Whew. Just living it. Oh my goodness. I don't. I think a cat in this apartment just pooped. I, a cat definitely just. <laughs> <laughs> or something because it, it just reeks oh man here. <laughs> yeah it is there's a real stench going on in with, this room with that we're gonna get into our experimental bonus segment yes. something never done before on the podcast oh, right. might okay, never serious. do it again because it's half baked okay um it's called goes. top of the pops Ooh. cover me edition um Ooh. the year in which the killers became popular was 2004 oh, yeah i have in front of me the billboard here and hot 100 singles of 2004 Oh my god. Um, and I'm going to see you and uh, you, Ruby, and you, yeah. Alex, will be competing to see if you can name who can who can name more rather of the top ten songs of two thousand and four. Oh, this is gonna be really hard to oh, remember wow. two thousand four songs. Cause in two thousand four I listened to like the Beatles pretty much exclusively. I can ex- I can assure you the Beatles are not on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. Um, think of bands that were popular in that time, Alex. I would read you out some of them, but I'm you looking at the top ten list you right now. Um, to I'm gonna give the give the floor to Ruby here first. Ruby, what do you think was away. a top ten song in 2004. 2004. Wait, do you want the song or the artist? Um, song because oh. some oh. artists are featured multiple times, not in the top ten. Actually, maybe you in can't the top, tell me I can't, like I can't tell you anything no. like that. Oh. 2004. Some artists are featured multiple times. 
Wow. I, ha- I have to lock that in because I... I have to uh, lock it in! I have to tell you that because otherwise you'll say, well, I already guessed this okay. by this person. Gotcha. Um... Shirt. Shirt. That's me saying shit, but, um... Uh, ah, I see. You're, you're Censoring myself. Yes, okay. Even though I think we've said worse swears yeah. already. Oh, yeah. Is there anything by the uh, black-eyed peas on there? Am um, I allowed to ask you, a question You can like ask that? me... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll allow you guys to ask me each three questions. How's about that? That's wow. how we're making this on the fly. So your first question, is there anything by the black-eyed peas in there? I can confirm that the black-eyed peas were in yeah. the Billboard Top 100, but they were not in the top 10. Okay, okay. Just trying to figure out if I'm in the right era of time. Era, era. Era. <laughs> Shit. Alex, you, you, you can ask a question or make a bold guess. Um, okay, okay. Let's see. 2004. Um, what happened in 2004? Uh, George W. Bush was president, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Elected the second time. Elected the second time. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker was released. I guess I was probably in the... Are the white stripes on there? Were they ever that big? The white stripes are not in the yeah. top ten, Alex. Okay. 2004. Um, um, there is, yeah, no. Um, James Blunt. Is that 04? James Blunt. You're beautiful? Yeah, James Blunt, you're beautiful, does not appear in the okay. top ten. Was that even 04? I could be totally out. No, I think, I think he's I think it's earlier as well, yeah. This is a really hard this game, is actually. This very is tough, totally and I and that's why I haven't, I haven't done it before. Right. Uh, let me tell you, I will describe the picture. Okay. Uh, at the of top an of album? this, uh, no, at the top of this article. Okay. It is a man in an all-white suit. Yeah. And he holds. I'll tell you this: this man holds both the top two spots on the Billboard Hot 100. A man in a white suit. A man in a white suit. Wow. He has two songs. Two songs. It's Justin Timberlake. Oh. Is it actually? It's uh, probably no. Not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this: it's one a really of them. Bold guess. One of those songs is featuring two other artists. Is it Timbaland? No. Two thousand four. He's not on. Oh, Wait, that would have been. Since you've been gone, two thousand four. That's earlier. Isn't you're, it? Who? You're on the right track, Alex, but that's much lower in the list. I'll oh. tell you that. Who did you say? Kelly Clarkson is on. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, um, listen, let me let me start listening off some Avril Lavigne lines here. Um, Avril Lavigne is featured. Who not wears there. a white um, suit? When did Kanye West first start? I forget the year. Um, is Jesus walks on like there. He was more like Jesus walks. Alex is number forty-three on oh. the charts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll give you. I'll give you some other highlights here. Maybe narrow things down for you. Um, you too. With you by Jessica Simpson is number fifty. That Jessica doesn't help anybody. Doesn't help um, she will be loved is number thirty-five. Wow. Room five. Room five. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you. I tell you what. I'll give you the eleven to twenty. We got Confessions Part Two by Usher. Usher. We've got Slow Motion by Juvenile. We have Freak a Leak by Petey Pablo. We have Here Without You by Three Doors Down. Wow. We have Slow Jams by Twista. T-Pain. Um, we have Someday by Nickelback. Is T-Pain the, the oh, winner? Nickelback. T-Pain is not Fuck. the winner. He's not on there? I'll give you a hint. I've already said who has the top There's two spots. There's so many genres. I know. It's on pretty Billboard. broad. Someday, Nickelback, Naughty Girl, Beyonce, 
my immortal evanescence. Oh Such shit. My immortal evanescence. Those are that's eleven to twenty. Eleven to twenty. I would, t- I would tell you this. One of those artists holds the top two spots. And also is wearing a white suit. Yes. So it's not Nickelback. That's not Nickelback. It's Maroon Five. No. No, I, mean, I, I, I will tell you this as well. That that number one artist and number two artist is also a person of color. Okay. So it's Usher. Is it Usher? It might be Usher. What kind of Usher song? Could do you be know? Usher. Yeah. 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 yeah? You, you want to lock in yeah? I'm going to lock in yeah. Yeah is number one. Yes. That is correct. You got wow, yeah. that took us a long it time to get to time. that. I'm so we sorry. got one. No, that's okay. I need but to. But there's another song that he has then that's the. When did two. Toxic come out? Is Toxic me? on there? Yes. Um, Toxic I'm might sorry, be you're on talking the about list, Britney Spears? Not the top 10, Alex. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm talking about Britney Spears. Earlier 2000s. 2003. 48. Uh, oh, wow, 48. Oh. So the second 48. song is also by Usher, That's but correct. it's featuring some other people. No. Oh, the first one is featuring people. Featuring Will John Alou. I didn't know that. Oh, now you know that. I know that now. <laughs> Usher. Yeah. 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 Love in the club? No. I want to make love It's one in word. Club. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know Usher songs don't very know Usher well. Songs wait, wait, like wait. That. Um, It's one song. Sure. Yeah. One word, sorry. Yeah. One word song. You don't know. What does it start with? What letter? Can I look up Usher's song? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the is it burn spot, burn. but the song is burn. burn. All right, here's how here's how we're gonna do oh, this now. Wow. I'm gonna tell you an artist, and you're gonna tell me what you think their their top ten songs. Okay. Okay. So we've already burned off the first two. Alicia Keys. Fallen. Um, it's too late. Fallen. I'm so sorry. Um, is that her? No. That's not her. That's Natasha Bedingfield. Okay. Right. And that was two thousand. It is. Five words. Five words. Six if you count a contraction. Okay. And this is Alicia Keys. This is Alicia Keys. I am uh, very much not aware Don't of know Alicia Keys songs. Of Two of the words are pronouns. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, um, okay, I'm counting down five. I'm so four, sorry. Is it three. If I Ain't Got You? Oh, Whoa! Alex Mildenberger! I cheated. I, I, I looked up it. Alicia Keys songs. I didn't look at oh, the years. I just matched with cheat. the. You did cheat. Alex, that's half a point. Let it be known, my phone is not in my hands. <laughs> yeah, let it be known. Let the record stand. I will Coming stop doing that. Is okay. a song by Maroon Five. Okay. Um. And you said she will be loved. What's that song? Um. Okay. This love. This love. That is correct. Thank oh. you. This love. We've got two points to Ruby, half a point, Alex. This love has Coming in at number five is Outcast. Forgot what that was. Not Hey Ya. It's too late in time for that. Featuring Sleepy Brown. Uh, that does that not help. help. Um, nope. Outcast featuring Sleepy Brown. That Four is words. not ringing any bells. Is it Roses? No, that's um, too late, no. right? No, that's lower on the list. No, you guys are all in earlier, the right era here. This is the Love Below slash Speaker Box. Oh wow! Oh, it is lovely. Um, I don't remember any other outcasts yeah. besides Roses, Hey Ya, and uh, Sorry Miss Jackson. Mm. That's terrible. That isn't is terrible. It? Oh, this one is like you're gonna, you guys are gonna kick yourselves because you, yes, because we know it, don't we? Yeah. All right. Here it is. The way you move. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that song. All right. Straight up. Well, did you forget about this number six song by Hoobastank? 
No, uh, um, the reason. There you go. <laughs> See, that was my genre at the time. There you go. Um, yeah. I don't know if either of you are going to get this next one. Okay. Mario Winans or Winans featuring Enya and P. Diddy. Wow. I don't know who that is. For a while, I'll tell you this. It shares a title with a Fleetwood Mac song? Go your yes. own way. No. Land <laughs> <Gypsy>. <laughs> Um. <laughs> dreams. No. I said I, that I, already. Four oh. words I said. Four words. Dreams. Said, go your own way. Oh, not a bad choice, Alex. Um, That's a pretty good choice. Going five. Four. I don't three, know it. Two. One. I don't want to know. That is a Fleetwood Mac I don't want to know the reason <laughs> <why>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know that one. Coming up again, Outcast. And it's Roses In the number eight time? spot. No. It's not Roses. Roses. It's I'll not Heya. I'll tell you what. It's Heya, Alex. Oh. Is it actually Heya? It's Heya. Ow. <laughs> Alex, up to one and a half points. No, Ruby, you're oh. at three. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm taking the lead. <laughs> All right, the next one. Coming at number nine by either Ciara or Kiara. Featuring Sierra. Sierra. Featuring Petey Pablo. One, two, step. Let no. me see you one, two, step. I, I don't it's, know It's one word. Oh, okay. Sorry. And it is... Um, Dance. Seven letters. Just guessing seven words. Seven letters. Um, That's never going to help And it me. begins with G. G. Yes. Gestalt. A seven letter... Alex, <laughs> yes, it's Gestalt. <laughs> no, it's goodies. <laughs> number nine is goodies. No, wouldn't have got that. All right, for the final one, number 10 spot. Alex, you can't win, but you can you can get another point for pride. Yeah. Terror Squad. Boy, <laughs> featuring Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Nope. Two words. No. One. The, the second word is a direction. West. And the first word is a verb. <laughs> Go west. <laughs> Pioneer classic. The second word could also be a part of your body. A direction and a part of your body. Get head. Back. Get back. No, that doesn't make sense. Um. <laughs> Go back. Lean back. Ah! Lean back! Lean back! <laughs> Lean back. <laughs> Holy shit. I did really bad. Ruby, I did really, really bad. There you go. Uh, four out of ten. Brutal. Brutal. Did not pass that test. This, this segment needs a little more work. It could be good, but it needs some refining. But you were the first inaugural winner of... What I called Top of the Pops. Of the Congratulations. Pops. It worked better, I think, when you started well giving us something and then we yeah, could see if we could yeah, do yeah. Just because Billboard is so... It's very broad. Broad, yeah, exactly. And yeah, so it's like, you, like you said, you knew like, Hoobastank. Yeah, and... if you asked me like popular alt-rock songs, I might have done yeah, a little bit oh, better. Oh, maybe I could find Billboards because but... they, they do have other charts. Yeah, they go they by genres or whatever. For that one. Right, yes, yeah. Yeah. Because doing the genre for... Because if I had done a year-end yeah. alt-rock, because it's, cause it's the yeah. killers, that might have been I w- I, better. Yeah, I might have done better without needing to have that. Year-end alt-rock. While I'm doing this, Ruby, yeah. um, plug all your stuff again so people know where to find you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, you so much for coming far, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to follow me on Instagram or TikTok. That's Ruby Swan Official. Um, because can you believe it? Somebody else already is Ruby Swan on Instagram. Unofficially, though. Yeah. So I'm officially, but not verified. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, and you can stream me on all of your favorite streaming platforms. So whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can probably search me up and listen to me there. Deezer, 
uh, Amazon. Deezer. Can you believe that was the first one I, I dropped? Check me out on Deezer. Deezer. Check me out on Deezer, you guys. Do you use Deezer? Oh, uh, you can find um, me on Dig. You can. <laughs> uh, Spotify, Apple Music, um, all the good stuff. Not SoundCloud. Um, YouTube. YouTube. Excellent. Thank yeah, you so man. much. Um, you can also find us. I forgot to do this between the Meg segment and the bonus segment. We're Cover Me. Ooh. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcast Center, whatever the fuck they call their app, um, or your favorite podcasting app, whatever random one you've got, Deezer, Deezer. Podcast Addict, yeah. Sprangle, we're on them all. Sprangle? Is that a real <laughs> that one? That is not a real okay, one. Okay. I, I was going to make it a running bit where I would make one up. Every time, and then I just forget to make it up. Sorry for calling attention to it. No, don't worry about it. That's I've used that one before. So. Okay. <laughs> one day it'll be real. One day it will be real. Uh, it, it's 100%. It's a real word. It has some weird definition, and it wow. looks like the kind of thing that that a company would call themselves. 100%. Certainly be sure to does. rate and review us Please. on those things. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise guy. Um, tell us your comments, questions, concerns. Tell us how we can improve this bonus segment and make it a little better yeah. so I can bring it back maybe. Um, and you can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns again. Suggestions for future episodes. John has suggested stuff to us, and we've done it. So that's true. That's, they do we, it. We, they yeah, do we do it. You suggest it. We We're not too that's big true. to listen to, to people. To the little guys. Certainly not. We are the little guys. We are the little guys. And that, We're all the little guys. That does it for this episode. And as we always say on Cover Me... Open up your eager ears and listen to Cover Me.